Hello, welcome to the Bottled Soccer Talk podcast. My name is Nestor. I'm joined here by Henry, and it's two guys, two mics, two pints. And this is episode number 88. A fine year. A fine year, my birth year. Um, anyway, man, welcome back. It's been it's been a couple weeks. We had a brief little break in between there. Uh, how you doing, man? Doing good. Yeah, man, it's, it feels like it's been a while. A lot has gone on. Both in uh, international football, club football. Yeah, it's uh, been, yeah, we were gone in that international break where uh, we could have uh, talked a little bit. I mean, I guess we could still talk about that a bit because uh, even though it's barely in my memory, I think I could still, I think I could still hold conversation. Yeah. Uh, the big one being the Mexico-US game that was kind of hyped up right, right. a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I um, did. We didn't really get a chance to talk about it because you went away and then I went away. Right, right, right. Uh, fuck. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let, let, let's let's start with that. Uh, how did you feel about the the <laughs> goose eggs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a it was a boring match, man. And I I, f- I had the sensation just off the first few minutes that both teams were gonna defend hard and and not try not to lose. I felt like that's what it really was. Um, but ultimately, Mexico, I felt, uh, dominated the game in terms of possession, but they were having trouble breaking down the, the deep block that the U.S. would pose at times. And on the contrary, the U.S. on the counter and, and a lot of times even through the middle with some of the players that they have now, they were able to, to craft plays, but not clinical enough. Uh, I thought the U.S. had the clearer chances, but Mexico... They did, that they did. Yeah, um, Mexico, I think... There was just so few, right? And then... Yeah. Uh, Memo is in you know World Cup form as we speak, and uh, uh, what's the dude from uh, America? Oh, uh, Jorge Sanchez. Yeah, dude had a, the game of his life. He's pretty know? good. He's not bad. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty good. Yeah, um, and uh, I don't know. I, I think Mexico's little experiment, little I don't know, this whole thing with uh, Chucky, Raúl Jiménez, and. And Tecatito, I, I think that just needs to stop. It's not working. All these guys are playing against each other in each other's spaces. Chucky wants to launch it from everywhere. Maybe he's the casualty that needs to to go. I think he's too good. He is. I think that whole that three that you mentioned is too good. I think those are the they're three best players. They're too good individually. Yeah, yeah. But they don't work well together. At least not where they're positioned, right? You just see them in a flat front three. And well, figure, yeah, yeah, and that goes down to management, I think. But I mean, it's tough. It's tough it's, to manage tactics. It's tough because Raul is dropping so far deep. He wants to be like the pseudo playmaker, and it's what he is at Wolves. Yeah, and it doesn't it's, work. It, it's the kind of player he is. He's technical. He's he's like a, a Harry Kane light, let's say, um, and a lot of attack goes through him. But Chucky and Tecatito need the ball to function, right? I mean, they need to get a little head of steam going yeah. before they're able to really do what they do. And I don't know, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. There was a few instances where I felt like a player like Chicharito who runs into small spaces, demands a lot of attention, pulls players out. Or he can finish like a half chance. And, and finishes half chances, which no one seems to be able to do in Mexico. Um, so that that to me is the, the biggest, uh, I think, problem in creating goals. Because the, the, the chances were there. Yeah, yeah. They they were definitely there. The like the shots on target I don't think was reflective of the way Mexico was was um you know, moving the ball around. They just for me they didn't they didn't have the clearest ones uh, in terms of like like wow, like they really tested the keeper. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that's where the U.S. did. And, I, you know, had it not been for shots that were, you know, bad shots right at the keeper, but good playmaking to get there. It could have been a different story, but I mean, ultimately, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It didn't really make a difference for either teams. Both have now qualified, but um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. my favorite moment of the game was when when Gio Reyna came on. I thought he was the brightest player on the pitch for for the U.S. Pulisic wasn't bad. Uh, Pfock disappointing, but Gio Reyna's run in in the second half uh, against a depleted Mexico that looked kind of tired at that point. Yeah, at that point, Mexico was very tired. And yeah, it you was. You know, I, I don't really feel nice. like Pulisic was all that influential in that match. You know, he didn't. Uh, well, I think no player on the U.S. really was. To be fair, I mean, they had maybe like, and I'm I'm guessing here like forty percent possession. They didn't have the ball a lot, but when they did, they were pretty good. Um, for me, my one of my favorite players too is Anthony Robinson. Like he was like a fox winger, really. And uh, but you know, it, it was one of those games where yeah, neither team was clinical enough and. I think the U.S. left the game with the sensation of, well, we left points on the table. That could have been claimed, but, you know, that's football. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but how about that run from uh, Gio Reyna, man? It was really nice to watch, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't result in anything, but uh, just the fact that he has the ability it's to have that pausa, football. you know? It's just beautiful football. Um, you know, I did see a whole lot of that, like, well, it led to nothing. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but God damn it, it's it's nice to look at, right? Yeah, and the, the USS has never had a player that can do that. I mean, that's like next level uh, wizardry, really. It's uh, It shows that he's not cut from the same cloth as some of these guys that are in the MLS. And, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, yeah, ultimately, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come for the U.S. Uh, well, they're officially qualified now. Officially, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they stumbled at the end, um, the the game against Costa Rica to finish off the, you know. Yeah, that's the, true, yeah. That was, uh, I don't care what people say. It was uh, not the way that they should have ended. I think uh, that was disappointing, but. I, yeah, I did see a lot of, um, so what, you know, a lot of so what reactions. And yeah, I guess, I guess in the end of things, compared yeah, to what happened. you shouldn't be losing to Costa Rica. No, no. And I'll say Costa Rica. The corpse though, of Costa Rica at that. Uh, you know, it's crazy, though, because they started the, the qualification phase terribly. And, and in the second half of it, man, they were get, getting results against they, they everybody. They might make it. Yeah, they, I think they will. I think they will. But they're not going to go far. Um, obviously, I think no. the team that's going to impress the most, it might be Canada. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I have a feeling they might just shit the bed. The group they're in is pretty tough. That's that's one thing yeah. I will say. But the, for for talent and for the ability to get results, but are they really fucking, that talented? Yeah, I know they have Alfonso Davies and uh, Jonathan David. Jonathan David is I don't know. He's he's yeah a, he's a, he's a good player in the in league one, and even I, then I think he's had a down year this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, which maybe last year was an outlier. Maybe he had a great last season and. We're kind of seeing him now because even in qualifying, I don't know if we've seen his name a whole lot in, in the scoring sheet. It's really, yeah, it's just I'm Jonathan David. I'm not that Davey. impressed by, by Canada. I think, I think they're just like this nice story. They have a really good generation for their standard. And they have one really notable player. And the rest are kind of... I, I feel like it's the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Where yeah. They have uh, Giannis and then the rest is, is pretty good. For me, they play like Italy a lot uh, in, t- in terms of the way they Italy played in the Euros. 
who ironically now Italy are not in the World Cup and we'll, oh, yeah. we might touch on that in a little bit but I forgot about that. Uh, you know it's like they play for the result and they defend well as a unit like you said not too many superstars but the superstars they do have they're a passionate bunch they give it that. all yeah they give it all for the team and man uh, I have to say it's it's nice to watch for for our confederation because mm-hmm. for so long it's been a two two horse thing maybe Costa Rica here and there but you know Canada has a chance you know to hey, I feel like it's going to continue to be that way but maybe not in the short term yeah i mean it's you know, it's hard to tell but but yeah man i mean uh a nice finishing phase i think at the end of the day no surprises uh, apart from the fourth position that i thought panama was gonna take but yeah it turned out i to mean be Costa Rica. starting the whole thing jamaica looked poised to to do oh jamaica for me is the biggest disappointment of the tournament with the with the names they have to finish behind el salvador to finish maybe a few points above honduras that's that's unacceptable. They're, they're they're tragic, but they also had some very big problems. Well, yeah, uh, they they changed managers mid mid qualification. It's new players just came in, but yeah, and even Mikel Antonio just came on as well as um Leon Bailey, yeah, yeah. who wasn't available for I think up until this whole yeah this last yeah. window. That's it's just too little, it's, too it's late. Tough, but uh, you just mentioned it, man. Italy's not making it for the second tournament in a row. Yeah, yeah, that is fucking nuts. Especially when they just won the Euros less than a year ago. I and, think that's yeah, nuts. It is, it is, uh, uh, absolutely. And like the results they get are indicative of their performance. So I mean, they're they're not the type of team to blow you away, and they get away with one nils, one nils, zero 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 zero. I mean, their their football to me was just so it's bland. I, it, it and and them winning it or them getting results was hiding the fact that. They didn't really have a good attack of their own. They don't really. It's Keza. Mexico's attack is better. Keza, Keza, he did his ACL. Yeah, he was the yeah. Once he's gone, that whole team that just is, went. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's very clear, clear as day. And you know, if you're Italy, you can't make any excuses. I saw excuses about the new format. This well, I saw Bonucci. You saw Bonucci's quote, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, oh, it's it's ridiculous that you know you leave it all up to one match. Um, excuse me, sir. That's how a, a tournament goes. Yeah. Like every match is important. So if you're going to try and take off nine matches and then try to make it all up in the 10th, well, you're the one that's taking that one match seriously, you know? Yeah. And you can't beat North Macedonia. Like. And and on top of everything, yes, yeah. you don't have a great attack. Yes, you don't have Chiesa. You're playing against North fucking Macedonia, and you're one of the top leagues in the world. I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah. It begs the question, though, like, it's been a while since Italy has had a primetime player, a leader, a guy that you can point to and say, wow, well, he he's the standard for Italian football. For me, it's Chiesa, right? He's out. But after that, who? He's the leader by example. I don't even know if he's that guy for them. He's so when good, he's, though. When he's playing. Yeah, no, of course. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy through play. But to have your, your talisman, like your Canovados, your, your Pirlos, your Gattusos, Maldinis. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, we can go on with Italy's history and their and their great players, but you know, you're right. They they don't have that one guy. I guess I guess Chiellini or Bonucci. Oh, they have extent. leadership, yeah. I, I guess that, but, but even attack wise, they can't yeah. they can't be those guys by play because their legs are just gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, so I I don't feel bad for them. You know, I I didn't even care for them winning the the Euros. I didn't. I don't know if that made them the best team, and I think. I this, never thought they were the best. Team same, there. same. Spain outplayed them. France yeah. should, you know, it's like there's better teams. But yeah, exactly. There are better teams. Yeah. And now we actually see that. But it, two tournaments in a row, that's got to be just absolutely 
Oh, it's, it's, disgusting, it's a man. farce. Yeah, it's a farce. And, and I mean, it's unacceptable. I think for such a big footballing, footballing nation, that's one. Like missing before. one is unacceptable. Missing two in a row, that's. Yeah, especially in an extended way. Heads, ha- heads have to roll and, and you have to really rethink how the whole the whole uh, federation is going to be set up moving forward. And I think that starts with uh, with revamping the league or maybe putting more money into it or figuring it out. And that's the thing that people, um, I feel like, I know they had Ronaldo recently and they have Ibra and, and all these players, but, you know, the money has been sucked out of Italy they just try, for a while. They use those yeah. as stops, right? Yeah, but they, they've never been a league that, I mean, in the past that has really shown to even be competing for a top two, top three league in the world, I, in my opinion. I know Juve has been amazing. It's been, um, it's been ten years since that's been the case. Yeah, and 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 but and the, and you got to follow the money. Really, it's that's what it is. The money will bring bring you the bi- the best players, and also it, it trickles down into the facilities, the, the academies, and all that. And and they're not doing good, and they haven't been for a while. And th- these are the consequences. Well, they they rely a lot of on homegrown talent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think if you're trying to compete, not just in a in a footballing. Um, sense where it's national nations versus a nation you also have to think about teams that are competing in champions league europa league uh, i think the only italian team left in all of european competition is roma in the conference league yeah i think yeah yeah or no is it atlanta atlanta in, in europa yeah it might one be one of the two you know i haven't even looked out that, that far but it's far down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's far down. But, I mean, you also got to look at this as well. Like, I think Italians as a whole are, are missing out a lot on f- growing footballistically if they're not allowing their players to go to better leagues, too, because Italy's they one of They hold on to them. They hold on to them. They, they don't let them go. Them. I mean, the last player I can tell you that was Italian and not playing, it's two, really. It was, uh, well, Verratti, obviously, Jorginho, and then maybe, well, now Immobile is back in Italy, but that's the only three that I could say in recent years that have gone outside of Italy. And those are probably their best players in the grand scheme, you know, outside of Chiesa. So, yeah, I mean, I don't feel bad. I, I, I only feel bad for Mancini because I, I like Mancini, but... Yeah, yeah, he's probably... Did he get the sack? I think he says, like, he's that he probably... He's comfortable leaving his post because of the, the travesty that, that it is, you know? And that's on him. Yeah, yeah. Partially. I mean, you, you, it's understandable too. Or it's like a mutual sort of thing where, yeah, you, know, you, you did this and we used to be here, right? Yeah, it's um, crazy. It's just crazy that the European champions aren't in the World Cup. Yeah. And I heard a lot. Well, they have to. They have to qualify the champions of every. Oh, oh! You say that now, huh? It would make sense, but I mean, it does. It, make it sense. does. This does show that it, it's a flawed idea because mm-hmm. clearly you have to earn it. I, yeah, I think for something like the World Cup, you you have to earn it. Um, man, that's that's it's wild. And then Portugal goes on and beats North Macedonia, and uh, they were iffy too because they had to do the playing tournament. And uh, they're in the World Cup now, Portugal. Yeah. Oh well, that that team is better in, in the grand scheme. I think they just have too many good attackers. I think so, yeah. They have a lot to choose from. Yeah. But the team was uh, kind of depleted for that window, right? There was yeah. a few injuries and I think COVID still lingering around there. Um, so um, on uh, this past Thursday, was it? Was it Thursday or Friday? That the World Cup draw? Right, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think uh, it was Friday, yeah. You want to talk about the groups and shit? Yeah, or yeah. Or is there any other... Uh, 
I mean, from qualification, I, I can't really think of. I mean, uh, two two other small bits were like, yeah, it was pretty. Also surprising that neither Egypt or Algeria, no 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 Mares, no Salah, not going to the World Cup. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was kind of a, yeah a big deal. But I mean, yeah, let's get into the World Cup groups. You know uh, that the crazy part of that. Uh I think Senegal too. No, not Senegal. Um, Nigeria didn't make it. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's their first time in a good while that they don't make it. I want to say like four or five tournaments. Yeah, and um, at the hands of the, Ghana too. It's at the hands of crazy. Ghana. Uh, but the crazy thing was the the scenes that were kind of similar to what happened in Mexico a few weeks back. Oh, you know, a lot they, of violence, they were, were rioting, yeah. dude. They they uh, stormed the field and uh, yeah, that was pretty pretty ugly to see. Yeah, uh, you know, you hate to see that. I hate, you know, it just, it just, to me, it just screams of entitlement when you're not even playing, you know? Yeah. How dare you? You're not even on the field and you're here fucking rioting. (laughs) You're not entitled to seeing your team playing a fucking tournament. There's too much tribalism in that sense that's attached to football, but, you know, it's, some people take it People just don't think about it, do they? They just do. Yeah. All right, so let's, uh, let's break down these groups. Uh, group A, which is uh, Qatar, Qatar, whatever you want to call it, uh, they're the hosts, but they're not playing the first game. Oh, really? It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Uh, Qatar, Ecuador, which to me was kind of a surprise that they made it. Yeah, they they, yeah. they were very strong in in uh, Conmebol. Yeah, yeah, which I don't know. They I, beat out Colombia, which is kind of another big name that's omitted now. Colombia. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That that's a. Yeah, that is big crazy. absence. Yeah, that that for me was the biggest. But absence. I, I think they're they're kind of in a lull too. Oh, a lot yeah, of their yeah. players got a bit old, and it's other like than maybe game. Luis Diaz. Uh, who else do they have? Cuadrado, who's getting up there in age. Yeah, qua- yeah, no, no, it's it's a very uh, I wouldn't say poor, but not not the standard that it used to be. Yeah. You know, before they had Falcao, James, and you know all these guys, uh, Yepes, Zapata. I mean, it's just a lot of guys. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, credit to Ecuador. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although I, I couldn't tell you one Ecuadorian, uh, I only know <laughs> this guy Peru Estupinan. Ah, uh, Estupinan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Ener Valencia. Oh, uh, is yeah. he still playing? Yeah, from is he part of the team? I think he is, That's but uh, you know, he's like a super sub. But uh, but yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Ecuador. I mean, shit, could be the surprise team of the tournament, really. Maybe. I think they have a lot of ability. So. And they're a physical team. That's what always, they are. They have a lot always of always physical. Yeah, yeah. And Against teams like uh, Qatar, who maybe aren't, but Senegal is, and Netherlands can be. It should be it should be good. So Senegal made it um, with Sadio Mane. Yeah, Mane, 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 and then uh, Netherlands, who just got themselves a new manager, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they uh, were doing well with him uh, old before new he went to yeah Catalonia or back to Catalonia. Uh, Ronald Koeman of a recent Barcelona fame just signed a new deal for the next uh, I think three or four years uh, for the Netherlands. So um, we'll see how they do in the World Cup, man. Yeah, not yeah. a whole lot of time to work with them, but he's familiar enough. He 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 wasn't at Barcelona too long. Yeah, and his his managing style kind of suits uh, international football, I'd say. Uh, you know, this group actually isn't too strong, and I think, I mean, it's hard to say who's gonna top it, but you know, obviously Netherlands is the easy answer because some of the class they have, but it's gonna be an interesting group. Yeah, yeah, it, I think it's between Netherlands and one of the. One of either Ecuador or Senegal, I think Qatar's. I don't know, man. They they might they might do some crazy shit. The World Cup is known for uh, bullshit with host countries. Yeah, even the fact that they're not playing the first game is kind of sketch. It's weird. 
Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, before we move on, I did want to talk about the, uh, like the timing of the matches. Oh yeah. Because uh, for it. us, you know, um, Pacific time. Pacific time. We're the last ones to get it. I, I guess Hawaiian time is, but um, the, the the time for this is just it's always wild. Yeah. Um, it's uh, about three a.m., six a.m., and and nine a.m. start times. Yeah. Those are the three time slots. Yeah, oh, and that's uh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, hundred uh, percent. I mean, but I mean, f- for us, you know, it's a global it's a global thing that everybody's gonna be watching. Um, some people, it'll be the last thing they see before a night's sleep, and for us, it'll probably be the first thing we see if we wake up. Uh, but yeah, man, it's gonna be crazy the timing. Yeah, that's never any fun. I think it's um, like four o'clock. Yeah, like you said. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I got to respect it, right? The last games of the day will be at a reasonable time. Yeah. But, you know, that's not saying much. For us, you know, that we're watching it at work or whatever, that's going to be just a pain in the ass. (laughs) For real. Anyway, Group B. Excuse me. England versus... Or not. England is at the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they look like our uh, probably candidates to win it. Uh, Iran. United States of America. And then the final team isn't set yet. It's between Wales. Um, Ukraine and Scotland. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't coming to me. Um, how do you feel about that for the U.S.? I think it's a, it's a group that they can definitely come out of. Um, but they're going to have to obviously... You know, it's common sense, but they're going to have to get the results. Obviously, England is the one team that they're going to probably have the most trouble with. But after that, Iran should be light work. Yeah. Uh, and, and whoever makes it in on the playoff, I mean... I think the only one that's tricky out of that one, and that's strictly because they always kind of turn up a level, not necessarily because of their collective talent, but Wales somehow... Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they always play pretty good together. Uh, it's crazy because so. if England play Wales or Scotland, it's going to be such a big game. A lot of people are making hype about this because of the geopolitical rivalry that they have. And then even with the yeah. U.S. to an extent, last time that they did meet in the World Cup, 1-1 draw. Um, so it's like, there's a lot. I like the narrative behind this group. And, and I see the U.S. and England making it out. But yeah, like you said, don't sleep on Wales. Don't, yeah. Even Ukraine to an extent, I know uh, they're not reliable but they have some you know the the narrative of the war and everything going on i mean shit that could really that, do something yeah, that, for that them. definitely could add to the uh to the heat of the moment yeah definitely um so it's an interesting group it's uh i don't know if it's a cakewalk for anyone but i i would say england and u.s should make it out right 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 i agree i agree I, I, a lot of uh posts were talking about the articles that were very cocky about uh, England's group what was it 2010? Yeah, yeah. And it, USA was in it, and uh, they they were just, you know, the best uh, English team in forever, and they <laughs> they were talking about it being easy, this and that, and uh, they they struggled. Yeah. Well, they, they have they've been struggling up until last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the brightest generation they've had in a while. So. Yeah, they are good. They they it's you know it's not nothing to be excited about. Right. Right. And then uh, Group C. This one's uh this one's okay. Uh Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Yeah. Solid group. Uh yeah. Saudi Arabia the the obvious outlier. Yeah. I think even Poland is 
I don't know. There, there was a lot of talk about how Messi and, and Lewandowski are going to tear up Mexico's defense, which, to be fair, is they're not the strongest that they've ever been. But, yeah, what, what, I mean, what tools does Lewandowski have to work with? I mean, it's very few, but he has some decent players, you know. Uh, Zielinski. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but, I mean, mm-hmm. Lewandowski alone is, is just... Yeah, his presence definitely, yeah. you know... Talking about one of the best strikers in the World Cup. Yeah, know, yeah, of course. Blank. On but, his own. Yeah, but, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, but I think Mexico turned it up a level when they play in the World Cup, so I can see them getting that second position, but... You know, it, it, anything can happen, man. I'm, I'm just like I'm saying, Poland. Yeah, and then Mexico and Argentina me. have their own sort of rivalry going on as well. Right. I mean, so get this. You know, Matty Cash is now playing for Poland, so that's an, a name that we kind of forget sometimes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Chesney yeah. might even be one of the better goalkeepers in that group. Okay. So I mean, it, it's not going to be a cakewalk, but man, uh, I, I, that group. Yeah, is I'm just, not like super confident about Poland, but I'm just not also not super threatened by them. No, no, I mean yeah. it's not. Yeah, do they still have Blasikowski? I think they do. Yeah, they have a uh, Blasikowski. They have Piatek Bednarek, who plays for Crystal Palace. Uh, Milik, who plays at Napoli. I mean, they have a lot of players that are just kind of sleepers, but uh, I I still think Mexico can edge them. But you know, Mexico's yeah. recent results haven't been uh, nothing to really be crazy about but like i said this is this tournament is still well like seven eight months away a lot can happen mm-hmm. but man it's gonna be a good group i like do you think they call up chicharro they should man i've been saying <laughs> and and i don't know if they will who but... scored two this weekend by the way he's yeah, at five yeah. goals now or four i think yeah four or five but uh, i think he's the leader in the league if i'm not mistaken uh but yeah, man, I think they should, and not only for the fact that it would be the right thing to do, but it's a great send off for the player. I mean, you're talking about your leading goal scorer all time for Mexico. You look at some of the names of the players that they know will be their last World Cup. I think Messi, Ronaldo. I think yeah, Chicharito deserves to be in that list of players that have played X amount of World Cups. It's only right, but I don't know. Will Tata do it? <sighs> Shit, hell if I know. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other question. Yeah. And I think I think that Tata Tata's management style is probably suited for for something like this. Yeah, I mean it could be it could be. I mean uh, it's it's you know, crazy because we see Mexico play against Concacaf sides. Once they play a, a team from outside the region, you don't know, you don't know. Like it could be way better, it could be worse. It's just like they, you know, Mexico has this problem that they play to the level of their opponent. Always, yeah. it's always been if they're playing against a shit team, they're gonna play shit. If they're playing against a team that's on their level, it, like they, it's a stalemate. If it's against Brazil or Argentina or fucking Germany, they turn it up a notch and they turn it into a fucking masterclass. I just, you don't know what to expect from them today, but that's traditionally what it's been, and um, I, to- I fully expect Mexico to, uh, to do the same shit in the World Cup. They, they just have this way of doing it. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they, they play with our emotions like this. <laughs> um. One thing that I that I wanted to say was I remember seeing this post of um, they were, they were lamenting on on how Mexico's style right now is kind of boring. They're not playing all that great. Like I wish we would have lost the game instead of uh, and look good playing instead of getting this result and playing the way we do. I'm like hold on a second, hold on. Let's break this down. And and I think we hear this for a lot of teams too. Not not just Mexico as a yeah, country. Yeah. But like teams that aren't that are kind of struggling, like, let me get this straight. You you'd rather look nice, 
and not get results than yeah. get results. I think it's when they beat um, uh, whoever they beat, uh, 1-0. Yeah, yeah, I think I know which game. Uh, Honduras, I think. Um, yeah. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you prefer to lose looking nice than winning, than getting a result and maybe not looking at your best? It, yeah, it's kind of a strange uh, tension of opposites because you can play shit and get a result. Yeah. Which Italy are we're great at in the Euros by right. So like but is it I mean I is kind of understand. It? It's, not, it it's not it's not worth it. The consequence is not worth it. But Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, it is it, it does feel nice for your team to create a lot of chances and play better. But if you don't win it it's, it actually only frustrates you more in the end. So I mean I, I don't agree with that either. They you know, you need to get your results even if it's ugly. Yeah. You, you need a few of those results games. results should be the number one priority. Looking nice is a plus. Oh, but and yeah. that's a whole other conversation, and that's hard to do on the international stage. I mean, very few teams can exactly, do that. especially when the pool is quite limited as Mexico's is. Yeah, and, and I think also people tend to forget that we, we, we just don't have the same passion merchants that that used to be. Oh there. yeah, and you can also watch like some of the games from last World Cup, and especially the one before that. Mm-hmm. You see the names for Mexico, and you see them in really their prime. You're talking about Achache, Guardado, uh, Giovanni dos Santos, Vela, Chich. Even Jimenez, who was kind of still bursting on the scene, it's like that. He didn't get love for a long time. Yeah, those lineups were were terrorizing, and you know Prime Memo, who's still playing pretty good, anyways. But see that, and during those moments, it's like Son Memo. You have the illusion that yeah, Mexico can get out of the group comfortably and go further. I don't get that sensation now, but things can change. You know, they're going to play a variety of friendlies that will happen in the summer and in the fall. I, I will be keeping an eye on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's that's the magic of the World Cup. You just don't know right now. But I, I, I'm just get, looking at these groups. It's hard to tell who's who. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's hard to not to get excited, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be around, you know, Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, it's going to be right on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving and then into, you know, uh, Merry, you know, Christmas time, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. That's uh, right. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, moving on from that is a Group D, which is France. And I think, I don't know who the playoff is for that. Oh, that one, it's, uh, shit, who was it? Australia. Wow, I can't. New Zealand? I, yeah, that's who it was. And somebody else. I don't know. But it's like one of those Oceania type uh, Yeah, that's teams. what I was seeing right now. And then uh, Denmark and Tunisia. Uh, Denmark was coming off a pretty decent uh, Euros. Tunisia, who I'm not terribly familiar with. They have, yeah, they don't really. Did have they do a, okay in the in the Afcon this year? They I, did, they did. I mean, but they they don't have a notable attacker really. Um, well, they don't have a notable team, as far as I'm concerned. I forget the names of the players. Uh, Mehdi Benashi, I think. Uh, it's just like, I mean, Ziek. No, Ziek is Moroccan. It's yeah, and it's, he's not playing for them. Yeah, and he's not. Uh, but I, nah, I, I can't really tell you. Tunisia's not a favorite. I will say it's. <laughs> you know, there might be favorites de, from de, Afcon. It's not them. It's gonna be Senegal. It's gonna be those kind. Ghana. Ghana. Yeah. So it's not Tunisia. I think that's the name you can eliminate, and you can eliminate the, the the team that's gonna win the play-in. I don't think they're worth mentioning. Denmark is a strong team. Denmark and everything they got going on at the moment. Um, you know, obviously Ericsson's back, but I think yeah, they're just. They have too much talent. They're they're a better team. And yeah. France is and just France is France. Foregone man. conclusion. Yeah, you they're, know. you know, it's hard to see them not making it out with right? Benz too now. So oh, Benz and Mbappe's come out. They they've just got a whole. It feels like they've got a whole refresh of that team, even from four years ago, which is crazy to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the two European teams are 
you know, I'm in a pretty strong uh, position to, to take that. Yeah. Following that, uh, Spain, and I think it's the playoff with uh, Peru, somebody else. God, I can't see from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, they, they, they put the uh, abbreviations and... It's it's strange, but for for sake of who actually did make it, Spain, Germany, and Japan, and the playoff, which will be determined later. Um, yeah, Spain and Germany, man. I th- I think it's that one's clear as day, for me. I mean, Germany second, getting second in that group. By the way, I don't think they're better than Spain. Uh, and yeah, that's that group is pretty easy to predict, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Um, so I think uh, Germany is. You know they're they're kind of past their uh, Joachim Low era, right? Yeah. They're with Hansi Flick now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Luis Enrique just happened to get you know a nice little pool of talent Very that's emerged good. in the last I don't know, ten twelve months. Up there with France and England, I think only rivaled by them in terms of youth uh, talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah youth pool. talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- I think that that battle on its own is is pretty nice. Japan's always a tricky team, just. Because of their speed and, uh, they have Tomiyasu, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. <laughs> it I, I and I wonder if uh, Kubo, uh, is, oh Kubo, yeah, is going to join them. And I'm sure there's a couple of other players, but those are the notable guys. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Japan's tricky, but the other two teams, I don't know, necessarily match up with them. But no, you no. know, it's the World Cup, and uh, we know that Germany had a crazy uh, drop off last tournament where they were eliminated in the group stage. Um, anyway, moving on from that, uh, we're going to group, uh, let's see here, group F, which is a, it's a tricky one. There's actually a, a, if, a more even group. Yeah. If there's, there. if there is a group of death, which I don't necessarily think there is. This year, there's not many. Yet. This might be it. It's Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Yeah. Croatia was last year's, uh, or last time out, uh, second place. And they still have a pretty strong team. I don't know if it's as strong as it was back then, but uh, you know they they they're threats. Belgium, yeah. Belgium, same thing. I don't know if they're as good as they were a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, but it's Belgium, man. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. You still have KDB, you still have uh, Lukaku, who as bad of a season as he's had, you might on the international stage, he's he's good. He's mm-hmm. as good as most, I'd say. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, maybe that's number one, and then Morocco. I think they have a couple of players other than Hakimi. Yeah, um, it's killing me because I should know this, but uh, they have they have a few. Um, obviously, uh, Benasha would be the like the better defender, and uh, Benasser. That's what I'm thinking that's about. Right. Uh, but you know, not too much, not too much to brag about. Croatia, um, I think, will pose a good threat. But even Canada, like those three teams, like. In reference of history, we can tell who's the best. But in in terms of now, who you got now, it's very competitive, I think. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick one to go through, it, it's got to be Croatia for me. Uh, yeah, you still you still got class uh, throughout that team, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be tough for Canada. Um, I think they're the next team after them that can pose a threat. But and I wouldn't be surprised if Canada and one of they have youth over Croatia. And one of uh, either Belgium or Croatia not making it. Yeah, I think Morocco is a write-off for me. I don't I don't think they're... They, uh, they didn't really do shit last tournament. Uh-huh. Um, 
So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see the other three duke it out. And then uh, Group G, which is which we have uh, Brazil. Right. Uh, Five-time champs. Very good Brazil team, I would say. Uh, a pretty good one, a pretty strong one. Uh, one I would say one of the favorites, right? Yeah, yeah, they're in the top four for sure. You think so? Uh, I think I think with the the youth that they have, it's a very it's a very nice mix of youth and veteran leadership. Vinicius and is, then, is playing and then actual talent of who's there. Yeah, yeah, and, and their weak link is their manager. Pro- yeah, probably, and and also I mean I have to say the big key here is is Neymar's availability. If Neymar shows up, man, it's I a think, very scary team. I think right now, the way I see Brazil is I don't really see Brazil really um I see Brazil beyond Neymar. Like if you if you told me Brazil was playing without Neymar, it wouldn't change my opinion of what Brazil is able to do in the World Cup. I think Neymar is too good, man. I don't know if he's the key anymore. He's just not available. His fitness has gone down. He's his even the way he dribbles and the way he gets into those spots, it's not it's not the same thing anymore. Yeah. I don't know if he's the same dangerous player. Yeah. I Is mean, there anyone that can do what he does? Absolutely not. He's still a threat, but yeah, it's not yeah. the same threat. Like you remember in, in two thousand eighteen when he was uh having his way with Belgium and shit? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that well, that, that, that was a different level, yeah. That but, Neymar is and a better Belgium. Yeah, he yeah. He wouldn't do that now. I still think he's he just has something different, you know. He has something that you that he you has can't a sauce. coach. Yeah, yeah, and you think about the ju- you think about your fridge. Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. I mean, but Vinicius and on his own is gonna be like the guy doing a lot of the hard work. Has the flashiness too, but you know we talk about Neymar. He's not gonna press. He's not gonna do all that. Vinicius will. The big question mark is the nine midfield. I I like a lot uh, with Casemiro. Um, and then mm-hmm. you got to think about who his pivots will be uh, or, or who, who will he have next to him. And uh, yeah. defensively, I mean, what's not to like? You have yeah. the choice of Ederson or Allison. In, in, in between the sticks. You and got, both are got, going. You got Militao, Gabriel Ma, uh, Magalish from Arsenal. I think that's one of the better center back partnerships. So it's, an, it's a nice team. Question mark for me is fullbacks. Um, but we'll Which see. Which they always have. I mean... Yeah, there's plenty of them in Europe, man. It's just, you know, you'll get a guy from freaking Portugal playing like Grimaldo. I'm, I'm, I'm even thinking who they have right now, and I know they have people. They're just not coming to mind right now. Yeah. Guys that I don't really care for, though, are like Renan Lodi, for example. He might be on the team, though. He probably will. He works hard. Yeah, off yeah. the ball. Wow. Um, but, I mean, back then, the fullback depth they had was stupid. I mean, Felipe Luis, uh, mm-hmm. Marcelo, Dani Alves. But Yeah, that you know, that's one of those... Different times now. You know, did they really perform with the team as they did with their clubs? And, oh, yeah. Well, Dani Alves, probably, but Marcelo just... I don't know. Yeah, I look back to when they got smacked by... Uh, by uh, Germany that one that one year in Brazil, oh, yeah. that was embarrassing. But and all the guys you mentioned were there. Were there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just a different time for sure. Yeah, and Brazil's always had a spoil of names. It's always just been making them tick together. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting team. I yeah, think they're they, always strong. They topped the group easy. Yeah, uh, and then the rest of the teams, very very even, I'd say. I mean, Serbia. Yeah, Serbia no. with Mitrovic having a crazy year. I know it's the championship, but. The form confidence confidence is is good going into the World Cup because you're not 
you're not always playing against fucking top tier. You, I mean, in this group, you're playing Switzerland and Cameroon, who are definitely within your level. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're not all Premier League studs, all La Liga studs. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you can definitely uh, you can definitely uh, ride some confidence in, even if it was that case. Yeah, and um, then, you know, Cameroon, uh, not really as many notable names as they used to have, mm-hmm. but, you know, they still have, like, Chupo Moting and, you know, a few other decent players, um, a lot of them that play in France and, and even Germany. Uh, so, I mean, it's a very even. Those three teams we just went over, very even. If I had to pick one to go through, I'm going to give it to Switzerland, and the reason being they have guys that have been on the team for a while now have good leadership and play at top clubs. You know, Granite Shaka on Switzerland is just a different beast. You still got Shakiri, who's, you know, I know he's older now. I still think he gets the call up. Brill and Bolo. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting team. Uh, and they got a, a very good keeper in Jan Summer. So, yeah, if I had to, Brazil, Switzerland for me. But it could really, that second spot is up for grabs. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then finally, the Rock, no, um, Finally, Group H. Uh, Very slept on group, by the way. I Pe- think so. People people were like, how are you calling that the group of death? It's not uh, a group of death for me, but for me, it's the most competitive one. I think um, I think it's it's very competitive. Yeah. For me, it's the most competitive. It's not outrageous to call it the group of death. Yeah, people are like, you really called it the group of death? Okay, I'm like, look, for me, Portugal is the shoe-in. They got to go through too much talent, too much class in every regard. Well, we said that about them making the... <laughs> The, the, the World, World Cup, Cup in general. Right? Yeah, 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 you know, they, they had to uh, scratch their way in. Yeah, their manager is their downfall. But in, in regards to this group... He's an income poop. Yeah, they should top. That's Ghana. a Portuguese uh, Roy Hodgson. Who, yeah. by the way, had a nice little pass today. I don't know if you saw it in the, uh, in the socials. Uh, who did? Uh, Roy Hodgson. Oh, really? Oh, I, I didn't ground. see it. I didn't. See, I saw a video of him, like a preview, but I didn't click on it. Because for some reason, my dad has been shit today, but... That's neither here nor there. No, uh, yeah. Portugal, for me, go through, though. Uh, the next three, though, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. Uh, All those teams can spoil Portugal's party, man. Yeah, you know, you got Thomas Party, you know, talking about parties. And then Uruguay. moment with Arsenal? Darwin Nunez is, is really looking like that guy right now. I mean, people are already comparing him to, like, you know, Cavani, Suarez, which still a long way to get there, but. Man, they, he looks good. Valverde, you know, you got uh, Torreira. It's just a, a nice speckle Araujo. of talent. Yeah, exactly. Araujo, still got Muslera. Uh, um, Jose Maria Jimenez. Right, right. And then South Korea, I mean, not a big boast of talent, but Sun on his own for me is is one of the best attackers in this group on his own. I mean, in, the, fucking good. in the whole World Cup, man. He's uh, one of the best finishers in the game. I think uh, him and the other dude, from uh, Wolverhampton, and they have a few other players. Oh yeah, uh, Huang Chi. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. They have a few other players that, you know, again, be sneaky. Uh, yeah, uh, like like Japan, they're just a very fast team, so they're they're gonna they're gonna look to tear you apart with quick transitions, quick counterattacks. Totally, um, totally. So, I think that's a very interesting group. Uh, yeah, whoever doesn't make it out of there, hey, no shame. No shame, that's man. A, that's Some a tough good teams one. are gonna get left out. That's yeah. a tough one, yeah. And as it always happens. And I wouldn't be surprised to see one of our favorites not making it into the next stage, be it Spain or fucking Belgium or something. Belgium is they scare me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think I think their time is done. They already pissed. They pissed. They already missed their best window. Their defense, ah man, unreliable. If I have to be honest, and then 
yeah, we were talking about De Bruyne uh, and, and Lukaku, but Hazard not being at his best anymore is a big uh, takeaway from that well, team. Well, the biggest, the biggest thing for them especially is uh, they haven't produced players. Yeah, it's been you don't a, see you don't hear any spell. players that are oh he's Belgian. Yeah, I mean not that I've noticed. Maybe There's there only are one some. Guy. Just no, no, and I, I haven't mentioned them yet. But Yuri Tielemans, class player. Oh, okay. After okay. that though, there's no, yeah, there's not. But much. he's like he's kind of an established name already. Yeah, and by now, yeah. Heard about him for a few years now. Right, right. But yeah, I guess he's the guy. He, I think he was also at the 18 edition, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Um, uh, actually, kind but of. But yeah, the times where Axel Witzel. Carrasco's kind of you know, yeah. been there for a while. Shit, even Fellaini, man. He was so good. Fellaini just... Tielemans is 24, so, you know, he's got a lot of football to still play. But defensively, though, I mean... Yeah, yeah. defensively, we don't know who else they're going to put there. And I'm sure they... There's guys, but they, they, can't, they can't rely on uh, uh, Alderweireld and, and Bertangen. Bertangen, no, they're too old. Uh, yeah, but... Even uh, Dries Mertens, I think he, he retired from the national team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Let's not forget though, Yannick Carrasco. Well, good, good, good addition. Great player, great I player. forgot about him. But yeah, that that summarizes all the groups. Though I mean, yeah. man, um, it's still a long way, so it's hard to get super excited. But it, it does kind of, you know, give you something to look for. Who do you to. got taking the whole thing, man? Oh uh, man, I have to ask. Have this to is ask. this is early, but I'm gonna have an. I'll probably have a more accurate one when once before the tournament starts. But all right, one one like one uh, pick, one brain pick, and one heart pick. The heart pick is England for me. Um, okay, I'm. I just. I love. I love them. You know. I love good. the team. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I like the players, and it would be hilarious just to for it to come home and for them to kind of rub it in the face of of Italy, who you know did the oh it's coming Rome thing. It's like that yeah, and that for me did all this. Like it's like, like you could win. Go ahead, win the Euros. The fact that you didn't make it, I think, is is a bigger stain than than. Uh... What the fuck was that? Yo, did hey, you see yo. that? No, no, I was actually looking at my at <laughs> the, what other team I was gonna pick. Well, the, it's the it's a highlight of Brighton and Norwich. <laughs> Dude, look at this. Uh, He's volley volleyball that shit. <laughs> Bless you, son. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, Salad. Oh my <laughs> god. Mope, mope, wow, mope. That's shit, man. This game and, is and he's serious. Belgian, right? Uh, I no Trossard is oh, Trossard. Trossard. Yeah, Mope is uh, French, but okay. Uh, um, so I went with England as my heart pick. And, okay. Uh, fuck, man, the second one is. Really you wanted hard. to say Spain. I do. I you do. You wanted to say Spain. Yeah, actually, Woo! heart heart is very with Spain too. But I, I'm gonna go England first, and then I'll say France would be the logical pick. I think. Yeah, that that was gonna be my logical pick. I have a, a I have so many hearts though, bro. The heart pick for me, man. I I'm torn. I, I did want to say Spain. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, man. Si se puede, si ah. se puede. No, 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 no. Para, hey, para, bolido, para, bolido. Oh, no, um, I don't know. Uh, man, you know something, something about Brazil winning it would be kind of nice. That'd be cool for sure. Ah, yeah. uh, man, there's so many good options. Because uh, you know, like I, I haven't even mentioned Argentina or Portugal, and I, I don't think that they're and, slouches. And know? I don't, no, 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 no. And I would say Portugal is more indicative of winning i just have not a whole lot of faith in argentina winning this thing i mean yeah it's, it's a nice story sure for messi for but sure. i just i don't i don't see them all that strong i think that you know maybe brazil should have won the copa america oh shit fox and hounds 
Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I'm yeah, pretty it is, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's a tough one. I what I will say about Argentina though, from top to bottom, there's very few gaps. I think fullback is a big question, but center backs uh, solid, midfield decent. They're, but that's the thing; they're they're all pretty good. Yeah, no, they don't have an out like a crazy outlier. They're all pretty good. Messi's on his way out. Yeah, yeah, and he's not playing all that well right he now. He hasn't been playing all that well in the last. But they have Lautaro. I, and Lautaro, I, t- I tweeted again, this a few a week ago or so, but I was like, I think this is Lautaro's moment where either you make your name for Argentina. Shit or get off the pot, son. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, I mean, this is it. This is it. I mean, in the past years, they've had Tevez, Aguero, Higuain. And those guys performed. You know, Higuain, you could you could debate, but I'm saying these guys fucking I did would, it. I would even put Aguero there, kind of. Oh, Aguero, I mean. On the I mean, national team. Trip out, though. Aguero is like, I think he passed Batigol's tally, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Still, you know, these these are guys that we're naming that are, like, top class. I think Lautaro needs to cement his name there. And you could say maybe that for Dybala, who's a little different of a player. But, I mean, man. I don't know if Dybala's even making it. You, you'll that, dude, the, that dude, he's Angel a... Correa. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's yeah well, one, he's had the le- better last two, three seasons. And, and Dybala hasn't really shown up in the last... I think since that one season where they went to the... Uh, Champions League final in 2000 um, against Barcelona. That yeah. one. That, that was the last time Like he had a good year. Yeah. Papu Gomez and, and Correa for even me Papu. are... Yeah. Even Papu. But he's classy, though. I like he's, him. He's a good player. He's a good player. Um, Maybe makes the bench, though. But Oh, yeah. It's yeah, hard to say. He but, starts. you know, De Paul, one of Los Celso or... Um, Paredes. Lamela. Paredes is going to probably get the call. Um, so they have a... They have a, a a good team. Yeah, good enough. Pretty good team. Just don't know if... Don't know if... Even Di Maria's gonna get the call, right? Did you already oh, say Di Maria? Oh, fuck, I haven't. No, I, I forget about him, and he's still playing fucking good, man. He's still good. To this day, like, you yeah. could look at his highlights from the last game. The goals he's scoring, it's like, wow, man. Like, I feel like I've taken this this guy for granted. I think he's gonna be one of those players where we underrated him his whole career. Even though we acknowledge how good he is, we still kind of underrated how good he was because of... Look, like certain slumps that he might have had or injuries, and the players that he's you know that have played around the same time as him, like I liken him a lot to Ribery, uh, in sure. the sense where he's like, sure, I, I would put him on, I yeah. wouldn't hesitate putting him on that level. For Top sure. player, but yeah. when there's guys like Robin and Messi and Ronaldo playing, yeah. it's like you forget. But man, I I, I love I love me some Di Maria. To me, if you ask me, in that uh, in that first uh, Champions League that Madrid won in uh, the thirteen fourteen season, was it? Yeah, that was. That was Aldi Maria. He was brilliant. That man. was Aldi Maria. And the fact that he's still playing at a very high level like that mm-hmm. a decade later is Just about, a, a yeah. testament to, man, like, yeah, I, I think he's top. And he was key for that run in 2014. Yeah, yeah. For, for um, Argentina. El Fidel, man. Yeah, uh, man, that, dude, that dude's legit, man. He's, he's legit. Yeah, you know what I also remember? Because he scored a goal last week for Argentina. And... Um, Aguero like posted and he's like ah como te enseñé apa <laughs> and then uh, yeah. and then like they were like saying like ah oh, man H- how we wish you were here you know for Kun sucks for him but hey man uh, top player and I don't know Argentina who knows and um, one last question from the World Cup and then we'll move on dark horse dark horse to make a a really good impression like like oh fuck they these guys. Think Belgium 2014. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that kind of. Golly. That's a good question. Um, my my dark horse, 
Ah, oh, man, this is a very tough one, man. Go ahead, say it. No, no, say it. Because I, I, I know this, this is going to make me sound like a big homer, but I, for me, the U.S. can be yeah. a dark horse because of the talent and youth they have. I'm not saying they're going to make a, a quarterfinal or anything, but I just think that they will impress because if they have the best 11 available, I think we give a lot of teams a run for their money. And that's that's kind of a heart pick myself, but I, I'd love to see that. I think that's a team no, that's No, no, and, and, you know, I, I kind of... G- led you to that because i think u.s is indicative of showing that sort of um that's sh- that that sort of uh fuck man i know fight i'm pretty excited for and the world the Cup, you know for me um I, I think u.s is there it's tied between u.s and and i know i've shit on them quite a bit recently but i think uruguay might might that was actually surprises. the other team i was gonna say man because yeah, uruguay um, might do something they're stupid. cooking something and this when we say dark horses it's like this is a team that last World Cup, you maybe you wouldn't have even even considered them like that, but there there's something about. Did the they team. make it last time? Um, I don't know if they made it. If I'm not even sure if they made it. No, wait, it, they did. They did. And if they yeah, did, it was a, it was a group exit though. They didn't they go did. past that. Um, and I guess before we depart this section though, is there a guy that you tip for the Golden Boot? Ah uh-huh. I kind of have an. I idea. know we'll talk about this when the time comes, but Golden Boot, man. Ugh. I'll give you the easy answer because I don't want to think about it too long. Uh, Mbappe. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's that's a good answer, but I thought you would you would have gone with Benzema because that's the guy yeah. I was inching towards. I might have a kind of a hot take here, but I have Harry Kane. Having no, no, and I thought about Harry Kane yeah, too. I think yeah. for me, uh, he has a good team around him, and and so does France. To be fair, but yeah, those those are good shouts. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that wraps it up for the World Cup segment. The World Cup, man, yeah, man. It's so long uh, away, but we're, we're so excited. You know, <laughs> probably not the last time we talk about it. I know there's been kind of like like little rumors here and there, and I think throughout the day they've been dispelled, but today just just to kind of touch on it a little bit is for a little bit of a, you know, talking points. But uh, there was a rumor that started this morning uh, that FIFA was thinking about making 100-minute games instead of 90 minutes. Yeah. And my first reaction was, oh, excuse me. Good Lord. My initial reaction was, do these motherfuckers have any good ideas? Yeah, yeah. It's like... But uh, the more I thought about it, I'm like, wait, hold on. If if we're going to sit here and shit just on every new idea, the game can cannot develop, right? Because at one point, you know, using a fucking 20-pound leather ball was the normal... You know, if we, if we don't move on from ideas, and I, and I think it's been dispelled the, the whole, you know, 50-minute halves. But still, you know, um, at some point, VAR was outrageous. Right. At some point, uh, I think even the offside was outrageous. So, um, I don't know. These little changes in quality, maybe, might make the game better. I don't know if I agree with 100 minutes. I, don't, I think that's too much. I think what we got to do is reduce it and add... Um, stoppages of the clock when the ball's not in play that i think that's more logical and that, that's what i ask what is the logic behind a hundred minute game you're already making teams play more games now you want to add more minutes to the games to, to and that that only increases the chance for injury i don't like it i don't agree with it i, I think know. it would be stupid yeah and, doesn't make sense yeah and it's like you know like we talked about this earlier but the the sense of tradition with soccer i know sometimes it's frowned upon but i kind of do like it the purity of it, that it's been 90 minutes for as long as time has existed. And yeah. It makes it unique. Uh, I just want to know where did... Where did what made it's, it? It's arbitrary, minutes. right? 
Like, yeah. why 90 minutes? Why an hour and a half? It's strange, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's a, that's a, I didn't understand that one. Um, I don't even know how it benefits anything. Like, VAR ben- clearly benefits a lot of things. This doesn't, I don't think it makes sense. No, I think it's more of a detriment. But, there, but uh, someone pointed out that whatever report it was mentioned nothing of a hundred minutes. So, that that's, uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully not even in the conversation. What a goal. What Jesus goal, Christ. Yeah, that, for me, was the goal of the weekend, by the way. We're watching uh, Chelsea against Brentford. <laughs> a big demise after this goal. This was the yeah, opening no. goal by Rudiger. I, and I love that account on Twitter that's, uh, you know, uh, images that... Uh, uh, oh, preceded, like, yeah. Yeah, unfortunate events. Unfo- yeah, yeah. It <laughs> And it would be Rudiger sticking his tongue out. Rudiger has such... He has such a way of, of running and playing where it looks like he, he just... I, he does it with such ferocity that he has no control over his own, you know, physical movement. I don't know. He's, he's just like this fucking lanky figure that's he just is like very huge. Just, yeah. And I, like he I, just his temperament reminds me very. It's very childlike, and and I know that sounds very. I guess like um, condescending. Yeah, very condescending. But it's just you don't like, like him. Well, yeah, but you know, in in every sense, like he loves shit housing. Yeah, like he won't back if someone stands up to him he'll look at them and he'll do a double take and be like what? Yeah. You dare like, challenge me? He laughs. He has like a kind of a big head like Yeah, he, and he, he runs was, like with yeah. his fucking whole body just moving. He looks like a fucking He was a silver tooth kid growing up. Pop, had to <laughs> oh be, yeah, dude. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. He was looking up girls skirts under yeah. the tables. He's and, a damn good player though, I will say. Uh, he's in terms of defense. He's one of those players that you hate to play against, but if he was on your team, you'd be like I like you can get guy. behind him. I yeah. like this guy. Yeah. Uh, so I hate the idea of him going to Madrid because that's a rumor. But, you know, if he's on my team, I'd be like, I don't mind him. I don't yeah. mind him. Whoever gets him is definitely, I think, you know, will we'll gonna pay the a benefits. lot. They're going to pay a lot. Oh, well, yeah. In wages. But transfer fee, that's something you won't have to worry about, which is nice. Sure. His con- Yeah, his contract's running uh, out. But, um, well, a goal. And then Brentford just right away turn it around. Yeah. This was, this one, game, one. This whole, the whole second half was when it was just crazy. First half was dead. Um. But yeah, anyways, uh, we're, we're kind of uh, trickling into the game here. But um, I don't know. Do you want? Did you have anything else to touch on World Cup? Or? No, man. No, we'll talk about it little by little over the the next few months. Um, it, it's not till uh, November, so uh, you know, strap yourselves in, guys. The next uh, what is it? Fuck, five months? Five uh, six, six months? Seven, oh, well, like yeah. I mean, we're in April. Starts in late November, so like yeah, about six months. Six, yeah. six yeah, six months. It's going to get interesting. Um, Champions League was yesterday and today. Right. It resumed uh, following the uh, international break and, uh, you know, club uh, club football this weekend. Uh, wow. Um, fuck, hold on. Let me, I'm pulling up the scores as we speak. Right, right. Um, there, we'll, we'll just run it down, I guess. Uh, Manchester City hosting Atletico Madrid, the yeah. two defending champions of their respective leagues. Of the two, probably the two best leagues in the world. Yeah, sure. Um, and Manchester City got uh, got the best of Atletico. Atletico employing a, a famous five 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 zero formation. I gave them too much credit because before the game, <laughs> I thought they would at least go four five one at least. Try to, to, to do I something. I saw that. Yeah, I saw you said that. And if not, I mean, it was much worse than that, man. I mean, um, but like, I hate to, I hate that style of football. You know it. But I mean, if from the competitive perspective, if that's the only way you can get a result against City, 
why not do it, you know? And, and that's Semione always has been, so. And you don't have the faculties, personnel, talent to even disrupt the sort of system or, or even, you know, um, drill the system that that city do. Right, it's not like you're gonna change night and day. Like, no, we're gonna play them head to head, playing their own style, which we haven't done all season. But no, that's not them. Yeah, you, you can't do that. Yeah. And um, you know they they haven't been playing super defensive all season, but you they have to go to choose. your roots yeah. when you're going against City because it, you're not playing against fucking Alaves, mm-hmm. who they smacked. And uh, you know they, I guess you can say they were lucky. It was only one nil. I guess you can say they can still shithouse a result. And that's the, the, the quote-unquote um, stereotype with, uh, with the Simeone system these days. But uh, against City, what else can you do No, I, I when you're Atletico? Yeah, but I mean, like even beyond Atletico, that is how you beat City. The teams that have beat City this year, they've all played that way. Um, you know... Or not even beat, like even gotten draws. Like it's um, that's the best way to play City because it's just it's a numbers thing. You know, City do a lot of intricate passing in the final third. What do you what do you do? You want to condense that final third, get all your players in there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean the stats will tell you most of the story. Um, there was never really a moment where Atleti threatened City. There was one moment where Llorente did get a shot off, but it was like it was a teddy bear. You know, Ed- Ederson caught it. I uh, think. Um- I think Atletico's XG was like .08 or some shit. It was yeah, ridiculous. It was terrible. Oh, this was such a nice pass by uh, Tony here. Um, but you know that's the thing with um, with City is that they still need to be more clinical. I think they created plenty of chances, and they're lucky they actually ended up getting one. And it really came through a moment of brilliance from Phil Foden, who came in at like the 68th minute. I think like 90 seconds later, he, he gets the ball close to outside the box and, and just has really nifty dribbling, you know, and gets a nice little uh, dink. Oh, no, not dink. Sorry. A nice little through ball to KDB and, you know, um, finished it. He sorry finished to interrupt you, yeah, but uh, Ernie had a had an interesting opinion today or yesterday was that everyone's on Pedri's uh, knob, shining it. Uh, yeah, I guess rightfully so. I guess there's no actual problem with 100%, that. Hundred percent. Yeah. But he also said that that Foden is the bigger talent. Mm-hmm. No, he told and me. I agree. No, I agree. He told me that in the group chat, and I told him, I, I'm not comfortable admitting that. I, I actually struggled to put either of them ahead of each other, and I know that's kind of like me copping out and standing on the fence but well yeah you're a barcelona guy well but yeah but i mean pedri man i mean uh, he's good no he's really good, good. but it, but really you good. can also say that foden is a little more developed oh foden a little more drilled good. more worked with that team so you know it it wouldn't be a shame to for that to actually be true which it is i think it is i think foden you know and it's you you might not agree mm-hmm I think he's. Well, I love Foden, dude. I, yeah, I, I know, mean, I know, and you might not agree, but I think he's had a bit of a down year. Uh, oh, in, in that regard, yeah. I mean, I think uh, so, he hasn't played as much as as you would like him to. That's what it really is. And yeah. you know, there's been some games where he's kind of gone missing uh, throughout the season. You know what's crazy though is that his best games are in the biggest games. Um, you know, okay, he plays great against big teams. I mean, Liverpool played really well last season against Dortmund. Put on a show, and then you know, obviously this week, 
was he was the you know the tiebreaker basically and I think he's so good and if you if you could make a case maybe if Foden had as many minutes under his belt as Pedri does for Barcelona well as he can and, do as much and also the, the thing with Pedri is Barcelona without Pedri they're not, I don't know if I don't know if we're talking about the Shabineta. Foden with I mean a city without Foden I, I don't know. oh they have an, you know yeah. the you know business as as usual the depth is which is, is dumb, which yeah. maybe is to his own detriment um but yeah, I, I that that was one opinion that I feel is this is a pretty good one. Yeah, and and ha ah, man, I struggle to you know accolades wise, uh, wise Phil Foden clears the park, but that's due to the team that he plays for. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I hesitate to look at that when. Uh, but when you judging look at a player, you know the eye like, test, uh, like you know Kane versus Lewandowski. Oh well, Lewandowski's won that. Oh yeah, uh, it's, you know, yeah it's we, one can, of those we can't do that. We can't it's, do that. But the eye test, though, I mean... Um, yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. You see Foden, and you're like, wow. Like the, Some of the little things, the, the ball handling, the passing, awareness, I think is underrated. Yeah. The awareness that Finishing is not terrible. Uh, st- you know, could still improve on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Work in progress, sure. Uh, but Pedri is... like I think everything Foden has done, I think Pedri can do. There's certain things that, that Pedri has. Well, they have better. their own qualities that the other isn't right. the best at or isn't at the level of the other guy. But... Uh, when you round everything up, we'll give Foden, I don't know, a 90 versus Pedri's 80 or 88 or 87. Yeah, I can agree. And and I like one thing I like about Foden is that he's very he's interchangeable. Um, he can play a lot of different positions. I haven't watched Pedri enough to have that same assumption. Um, but yeah, both and are class. Man. Today, I somehow doubt that he's that flexible. Yeah, and you never know until you know a player plays with a manager who who does that and pep i don't know he just finds a way to plug in players in different ways and well he sees them on the training ground man oh of course he yeah he he knows their qualities and (laughs) his journey man and and his his uh tactics are probably the best anyone's ever seen Um, yeah very good so yeah yeah i think uh i think that uh atleti i don't know if they set out for the wrong game but they need to change a lot to overcome that 1-0. They're going to go home. Again, 1-0 isn't the worst thing in the world. You can still make something happen. And, you know, City are known for their own their own bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, Atleti's counter is their biggest tool, I think. And they had moments where they almost were able to make it, you know, a very big goal threat. But, you know, the, the defenders actually did a good you know, job to shore up. Nathaniel Ake showed up, huh? Yeah, I mean, obviously Diaz is out for the next week at least, week and a half maybe, uh, and Ake's been as good as a backup as we can want. There's still moments where he turns the ball over, um, which can be problematic, but... Well, that's I, I the, the risky run when you're playing from the back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's the thing, like, what center backs are expected to do on a on a team like City as opposed to Atleti is night and day, almost at least. But uh, yeah, I, I was happy with the result. Um, but I'm not even gonna lie. My my mind is is on the weekend. I'm. I told the guy. I told my friends. I was like, look, if we lost today, it's gonna suck. But I'd prefer to lose this. You know, this game and win on the weekend. And now we have the chance to win both, or you know, maybe even lose the second. But man, it's gonna be uh, a no tough run of games for City. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, the on the other end, uh, Liverpool played Benfica. Um, you know, Liverpool did what they do. Something. Yeah. Something standard. And, um, you know, Benfica kind of showed that they belong in the mix. But, you know, against a team like Liverpool, who can be seen as favorites. One of the favorites, yeah. 
it's like yeah it's it's tough um but yeah uh you know jota is playing amazing that dude is crazy man he's so good luis diaz is just so good uh i mean i it's been rare since i've seen a player just come to a team and have an immediate effect consistently consistently it wasn't even like a good run of like two or three games every game he's played so far he's been one of the more influential players on the pitch. I hate to say and it. And I think uh, he's yeah. taking a little bit of food off of Salah's plate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, Liverpool feel comfortable. They feel comfortable. Like, if we have to let go of this guy, well, we, well, got, we got a pretty good player. Has, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, and I was always in fear of this when the, the rumors came out. I'm like, fuck, Luis Diaz is going to – he's perfect for this team, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so both teams, I think, that were expected to win one. City's game was more of a question mark. I think Liverpool was expected. And, obviously, today we had some really good games as well. Yeah, um, so uh, are, you, are we done with the Liverpool? I don't. I oh, didn't watch that one, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, I didn't either, but I, I was just kind of following up. I For me, it was a foregone conclusion, right, which is not wise to do, but it did end up turning out that way. Um, and, yeah, man, uh yeah, we'll get into the batch of games that happened to because that was yesterday. So we'll yeah. talk about today's games. So yeah, today happened. I think the biggest, arguably the biggest game today was the uh, Villarreal Bayern Munich game. Oh man! And uh, the most surprising result, I think, of the whole uh, quarterfinal, Villarreal gave it to Bayern Munich, which could have easily been handedly. A, yeah, two nil, three nil, three. Yeah, even. I mean, yeah, I was Just surprised. Bayern don't look the same as they did a couple years ago you know yeah. they lost a few of their stars and maybe that's why maybe they just don't run the same but they, they've had injuries and you know their their struggles with covid as well so you know it's just an all-around thing for Nagelsmann first year it's also not what we're used to from them in terms of talent yeah their quality has gone down a little bit even though this year has been an up year for uh Gnab- man i don't know about Gnabry, but uh um sane sane yes, they've been they've been top but yeah. Lewandowski is still playing very good, but I mean, like, I you can tell that it's it, the roller coaster is coming down. That that midfield and the creative portion of it has gone down quite a bit, and oh, the defense man. as well has been letting them down. Oh, massively, massively. Moyer's getting a little older, so Davies was out for a while. But I mean, you know, like in a year or two, they're just going to be a completely different destructive machine all over again. They they they're good at that, and they have a decent academy, and they have a very good scouting department in their own league and they they have the pool yeah i mean there's rumors that serginio dest may be going there because uh i think uh well obviously barcelona is rumored for lewandowski and they wanted to do like some kind of swap but i don't know how how true that is um but you know yeah byron will find a way if if there's one thing about byron two of concacaf's best fullbacks at byron Byron. that's kind of weird you don't really see that a whole lot very rare yeah um, but anyway, yeah, that that was that match and Villarreal, man, what a just what a well drilled team, man. They're so well managed, man. Uh, Unai Emery, they they had a pretty rough, I don't know, mid rough middle third of the season, I guess, where they weren't getting results. They fell really far in the standings, but every time out now, man, they're they're problems for everybody. Yeah, the yellow submarine, man. They they defend well and they counter well. They're very well organized. They, 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 they attack and defend in blocks. They go boom, 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 boom. So they're they're very uh, united in that in that sense. Yeah. Um, it's be crazy if they actually ended up eliminating um, Byron. <laughs> that would be insane. Like 
it would be unforeseen. It'd be one of the bigger upsets uh, in Champions League recent history, I should say. I mean, there's been some crazy ones, but in recent history, like, like this was the first time that I think Bayern lost at home in this stage since like I, I was hearing like 2017, 2018, or something like that. Which, oh, that's not that crazy. Five, I thought you, I thought you were gonna say something like no, 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 1989 but, or something. But you know, if Byron does lose, right, you expect it to be against a team like Real, yeah, like a City, Juventus, or yeah, yeah exactly. but Villarreal, man, like, um, yeah, my they, respect. Villarreal isn't even an annual ticket to to Champions League. That's you know? yeah, that's a Europa League team in history. But right now, they're showing that they belong in the combo, you know. Yeah, and maybe it wasn't a fluke. I I was thinking they they struggled struggled Definitely against wasn't. Juve because you know they were missing players, but nah, they they're the truth and. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of them. They play similar to Atletico in the way they love the shit house, but I think they're way more refined in the way they build up and, and counter. So uh, credit to them, man. Uh, you know, Danjuma, Gerard Moreno, uh, Pervis Estupiñan, who who's a, you know he's a cert, yeah he's a serviceman, and then yeah in the in the midfield you have Capue, Coquelin, and in the back you got Pau Torres and Foyth. I mean, it's just very a very good team. Um, and I can't wait for that second leg. I think uh, one of the more Hopefully exciting Hopefully they finish ones. up the, the job. But I thought you were a Bayern guy, man. Uh, ah. I'm not a Bayern guy per se. I just don't mind them. No, it would be a cool story for sure. Yeah. And whoever plays them next, like, shit. Yeah, that's better no, be ready. Yeah, that's no walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, the following match uh, was uh, a rematch of last season. Uh, Chelsea versus uh, Real Madrid. And Chelsea was at home, and I th- want to say they were favored, so I'm not, you know, this is just Maybe me. slight, slight. This, this is just me just adding to it. Real Madrid at 3-1. Huh. Man. And, uh, you know, all the talk was uh, Chelsea dominated them last season. Uh, physically, maybe they did. Yeah, maybe maybe they, they figured it out. But this year, uh, Ancelotti got it right. This match in particular, he got it right with uh, starting Valverde on the right. And I think that made a whole, whole lot of difference, and everyone was just so compact. Uh, they defended of, well. Yeah. You know, we're gonna talk about Benzema's uh, hat trick, and rightfully so. That's, you know, the guy just in his last two Champions League matches. Let's just put it this way: two hat tricks. No, I, and back the, to back. The most insane thing is that, you know, like as a, when you play soccer, you get a, a ball passed to you, and you have to think quickly on what you're gonna do with it. For him, it's like he's able to freeze time. The cross doesn't even have have to be accurate. It doesn't even have to be hard. Mm-hmm. He just knows how to touch the ball into the goal. Well, knowing where the keeper is, that too, versus I mean, how he's running versus how to touch it. Because the, the the headers he was making didn't have they weren't bullet headers. They were just looped headers. That is that's just that's when you know you're a good finisher. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I mean, I said this like last year and the year before. He's always been my favorite uh, forward. And even like more than Harry Kane, more than Lewandowski, and he sh- he just shows it every every game. And yeah, I mean, it's I can't not say always enough about, about pace. Him. It's not always about power. Sometimes you have to add a little bit of a uh, finesse to it. Yeah, and yeah. he knows how to do that not only with with his feet, but also he can head it that way. There um, was a. It's funny that you say that because there was a moment in the second half when uh, when things were kind of going back and forth between the both teams. Sometimes Chelsea would have a possession first spell, then Madrid. But there was a moment on the left flank when uh, Benzema dropped deep and he had the ball. And it just looked like everything cleared up and everything slowed the fuck down. When he had it, 
he was in complete control. And when you see a player like like that, just having complete confidence and, and patience and control of the game, you you just have to say, wow, this guy's different. That's a different player. I I was seeing um, a lot of people on on the timeline, and I don't know how. And I, I, I might agree with this, by the way, but some people are saying that Benzema as a whole, and this is going like through the whole decade, has been the most in player in Real Madrid's uh, recent history, mm-hmm. even more than Ronaldo. And I have to agree, man. I have to agree because... There's a lot of uh, Ronaldo goals that wouldn't have existed without Benzema, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there's been moments where Benzema has had very little to play off of. You know, there was periods where he didn't have that obviously he hasn't had Eden Hazard and and he hasn't had great talent but he makes it work you know and um the respect that he has not only from opponents but from his own team like you know it's just crazy like I've never really seen it it feels like like the world just discovered Benzema well yeah and and it's it shouldn't be that way right you know and and, um but I've, I've always had that perception I remember being in high school and I had a good friend Andy Lopez he sometimes listens to the pod He's like, yeah, bro, we're getting this guy from Lyon. I don't know. And but ever since day one, since he joined, man, guy has been scoring goals consistently. Had to share the pitch with Ronaldo and Bale. Had to be kind of second fiddle. Man, kept his head down, and until this day, he's. Where are these other guys? You know, I'm not saying sure. Ronaldo's still playing top, but I mean, Benzema's different gravy, and um, yeah, man, I think he's the Frenchman with the most goals now in in Champions League. If I'm I not think mistaken. Frenchman in all uh, in all of history with the yeah. most goals. Oh yeah, yeah, all of history. And well. the leading candidate for the Ballon d'Or, if we're honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I honestly at this point the way things are now and a lot can still happen, but mm-hmm. I think yeah, half of his name is already engraved on the trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's wild how much of a difference he makes when he's on the field, especially the link up that he has with uh, with Vinicius. Yeah. That team is completely different when those two are on the pitch. When when he's missing, you know, things aren't as fluid. Things aren't as, uh, you know, snappy, as active. It's little things, too. It's like the, yeah. the fact to receive the ball. The, the way he's able to receive the ball and immediately know his that he touch, has a player running to back heel in, in motion. one-touch passing, man. Yeah. Like, it's a very French trait, by the way. I feel like French players do play that way. There was that one run that uh, Vinicius ended up hitting the crossbar, but... Uh, Benzema drags out wide, and there's two Chelsea players on him. Yeah, they're they're they, closing in. They, on they him. close in on him, and you know it's like he has nowhere to go. Uh, hold on a second, back yeah. heel, uh, uh, Fede Valverde running into an open pitch, finds Vinicius. Vinicius takes takes a little too long on the dribble, and uh, you know his shot goes a little little too high. But you know, I, I feel like it was still a good shot. Uh, but none of that happens without Benzema's. Complete nah, yeah. awareness, Not complete at all. confidence in, in touching the ball right away. Yeah, and I know we talked a lot about Madrid so far. Like, touching on Chelsea, I, I thought the first half, they were, uh, like, atrocious. I mean, they, they couldn't really navigate the ball into their final third as well. But I do want to give credit to Real Madrid because they defended well. There was moments where there could have been half chances. The way they set in their up box yeah. with uh, Cruz going up a little further up. It it keeps Conte from being able to to press closer to Madrid's goal, and then the way that Casemiro acted as the fifth defender was, to me, other than Benz and Courtois, Casemiro was third man of the match. But you know, I think those are the subtle little things, and Tuchel kind of got a, a little out outmatched there. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he, he little he 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 got a little outmatched uh, with Ancelotti, uh, you know, expecting certain things and um, the touch with Valverde playing the the right wing, the, the foul right wing because he he wasn't there for playmaking, he was mostly there for for pressing, covering ground and uh, and defending really. Yeah, yeah, because in the end, really, like the two attacking players that get it done that you, you really need is Vinicius and Benzema. Vinicius had a good game as well. Obviously, he had a clear chance, which was very close. And um, that also allowed Modric to you know push up a little further and create play. Yeah, which we, we know that he, he he does for days. Exactly, and um, I mean, anything could happen. There's adjustments. Tuchel's a good adjuster. He knows what how to adjust. But you know, with the scoreline currently, I think Madrid, going on the road. Expecting to win. Yeah, yeah. But the Champions League is crazy that way, you know. Yeah, it is. It I is, mean, it is. The, I'm not 100%. I'm not even confident in this next match. Next week, I... Fuck, man. I I mean, shit. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and it's going to be a good game. You set you, you guys set yourself up nicely. Yeah, it's 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 good to, to be on that on those um, sort yeah. of terms. And I think Ancelotti knows how to defend a result. Obviously, One thing, though, about Chelsea happened. is their finishing is so bad. I Granted, think that's, that's a big issue. Courtois had a big game, and and uh, the the center back Milisau had a good. big game, but yeah. but there was a few chances where you're like, what's going on here? And Lukaku was just a non-factor. You know, he came on late and he had a few clear chances. But he had that's one the, clear chance. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the, and but there's also moments where like rebounds are like you expect him to be there. Yeah, that wasn't exactly. a chance, but yeah. I mean, like the header as well. That, took that was my shit with Jimenez, and I'm sorry to put, no. pull this back, but yeah. Jimenez, he's he's in areas where you expect, like, there's areas where you expect the ball to trickle down to or to be crossed to, where you want that nine to be there, and Jimenez is like all the way back. Like, what are you doing? That was, that was the same thing with Lukaku. Like, why are you in that position? Why aren't you there to finish? My question is, why doesn't he start the game? I thought, I, I mean, I know that's one thing. Yeah, right, I was right, I was kind yeah. of wondering that too. I know right now he's not in a good moment, not only form wise, but also the off the field stuff. He just at this point looks like a player that doesn't belong on that team. Uh, I think he needs a new team, but uh, yeah, man, I think right now it also comes down to moments and the form that Chelsea are in. I mean, we're, we can watch this game and tell you that they're just not looking good right now, and Real Madrid were a cut above. You know, you, know, you speak of moments, but Havertz always finds himself. I think he's their brightest spot. to that moment. Yeah, yeah. I thought Pulisic had a, a, a poor game. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Yeah. I, well, he was nullified, man. Yeah, exactly. Carvajal like, had actually a really good game too. So yeah, you know, it's, yeah, Carvajal. it's tough. You know, it's Carvajal on his day, man. He's one of the best fullbacks in the in the world. No, you know, and it just so happened today was the day that he came back somehow. Yeah. So Pulisic had a rough outing, and there was also no service because that midfield was a little overrun. They didn't really have a lot of things to work with. I think they they performed better when Kovacic uh, was more involved. And yeah, and yeah. you know, because he has a little bit more attacking prowess, but even then, I, I just I find it hard to, like you said, well, they getting past Casemiro. They generate so much from their right back, and in the first half, they were just pinned down by by Vinicius. Yeah, they had to, they have to respect that though. You you can't expect to have uh, you know your right back going crazy when you have Vinicius to yeah. to to contend with. Yeah, he's one of That's the one pacier wingers in the world. And, and Reese James, don't get me wrong, I, there was moments where you're like, yeah, this guy's good. And yeah. there's moments where he's like, he can be the definitive factor, but he has to have that respect for Vinicius. And, um, I mean... Well, I mean, Tuchel also put Christensen for a good portion of, of the game against him. And yeah. that's suicide. He's nowhere near fast enough to, to deal with 
Same, same with Thiago Silva, though. I mean, I thought he was kind of poor, not only on aerial challenges, but his tracking back. He was following the wrong players on, on defense, and ultimately it led to their demise. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think now more than ever, Madrid can kind of breathe easier. And, yeah, man, it's yeah. going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable, man. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, but, too, uh, but I'm also, like, I would also hate to be down 3 it, It'd be worse. You know, if you guys were down, then... I mean, I say that, but that's what happened last leg, and, and, you know, we saw what happened. The crazy thing is, is last year, like, let's not forget we beat Liverpool. Not like Liverpool were totally bad. Yeah. So, um, I feel like a lot of people are counting out Madrid because they're not Madrid from 2016 or 17. Right, that, right. That's, I don't know if that's the right way to look at it. They're different. That's what they are. And, and I, I kind of enjoy it a little more because it's not so focused on, on individuals. I know we talk a lot about Benzema and Vinicius, but... What makes that team is is the guys behind them, even you know. Um, yeah, there's not one player on on Madrid where you can say, "Oh, that's the weak link." Nah, yeah, it's not. There's really not. I mean, not on the starting even lineup he, anyway. Even Mendy was solid, you know. Um, that's one area that sometimes people point to, but I think he's as good as yeah, most. They're, left well, back. they're not. He, the only reason where he's not solid in that position is his sometimes lack of fitness or discipline. Yeah, he finds himself getting too many cards. Or he finds himself injured, you know. And, and that's an interesting point you make because I believe Militao did get a yellow. He w- yes, he won't play the next game. Yes, yes, yes. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting uh, how Ancelotti accommodates for that. Nacho did okay enough to fill in for him when yeah. he got kind of injured. Today. I was gonna say I, I don't know who would fill in that gap, but if it's Nacho, I mean, it's not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. I mean, Nacho is one of those guys where if someone's injured, you just okay. Nacho's good. Put put him there. Put him. There. Yeah, it's a very versatile player. Um, but yeah. yeah, man, that you know, those were the games for today. Yeah, I'm a man. Uh, I'm kind of excited to shed that sort of uh, underdog, that a little bit of like the doubt that that people had on, on Madrid. Right, and and in some senses, you could say rightfully so. Kind uh, of, yeah, because they're the champs. But I think if you if you've been watching Chelsea lately, you can have an idea yeah. that they're. And I don't know if and if the Russia thing has played into that, the psyche of the players, of the manager, they half of them kind of look checked out, man. Like like real talk. You think like, so? And yeah, I mean they just I don't know. they look kind of weird, man. This is not the team that that I feel like I've seen previously, and and I'm not trying to use that as a cop out, but I mean it just they don't look good right it's, now. It's funny that you say that because some, someone on Reddit said, oh, it's well, it, you know, it's a good thing that Madrid came to town because they found their new owner and that's Kareem Benzema. <sighs> Fucking hell. I thought that, I, that had me cracking up, but, you know, that's, <laughs> might, might be in poor taste. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Brentford, 4-1. Yeah. You know, and, the, and we're watching this now. Brentford put four past Chelsea. Chelsea this season had only allowed 23 goals all mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And, like, in their last two matches, seven alone. Seven goals. That's, like, I think almost a quarter of the total goals put together. That's wild. And aside from Chilwell, they have most of their players available now. So it's really hard to give them an excuse, you know? Yeah. So, I that mean, too, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to see what happens, man. Yeah, it's yeah. It's going to be a fun Our, leg. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the uh, the Premier League preview. I'll let you head that because, uh, man, I was kind of detached from that this week. Uh, yeah, I get you, man. I get you. Um, let me see very quick. Oh, man. Saturday, April 2. Shit, my phone's kind of lagging right now. Oh, there we go. Come on, let's get the show. No, I'm just kidding. For real. Um, shit. 
Right. So the first game um, that I was able to watch, it was uh, Burnley against City. Hmm. Good result for City. Uh, they, they scored early, and that's the main thing you got to go for against a team like Burnley. Uh, solid finish from De Bruyne, who I, I would say the second half of the season, man, he's he's looking sharp. He's scoring a lot more. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes that'll make you think he's playing better. I've always thought he's playing at this level, but his finishing was kind of poor um, in the first half, and now he's looking sharp even in the Champions League game. So good result for City. Obviously, uh, Liverpool actually played just before them, and they won their match 2-0 as well against Watford. Uh, so the, the league race is just, it keeps going. You know, City are still ahead by a point, but, you know, they're definitely not comfortable right now. Um, and it's going to make for a great game upcoming Good finish. Yeah. that we're going to talk about later. Um, following this match, Brighton and Norwich tied 0-0. Not much to say there. Norwich look like they're going to be relegated. And Brighton, uh, well, you know, they're just kind of like that mid-table team. And then the game we're watching now, um, or watching the highlights of, or actually is the whole game. Yeah, Brentford, man. I mean, I feel like I didn't give Brentford as, as much credit in the beginning of the season, but seeing where they are now, I have to say, respect, you know. Um, they're clear of the rele- relegation zone for a newly promoted team. That's impressive. And uh, they beat Chelsea 4-1. strike from Rudiger, but the rest was just all Brentford. And Ericsson, man, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, playing really well. Ni- nice little story, and yeah, like you say, he's, he's had a few bangers. But was playing well for uh, Denmark as well. I think I believe he scored some goals for them too. I think he had a really nice goal for Denmark, like a top bins type. Yeah, yeah. I mean, top player. Um, and good result for Brentford. Uh, following match, another draw for Leeds. Who at the end of the day, considering how low they are, these draws are pretty important, and they keep getting results now. Uh, Something about Jesse Marsh, man. Uh, maybe he's been able to really tap into the blokes. I don't know if it's the fact Add some that... some practicality to it, too. Because yeah. we know that mm, Beyonce was just hardcore, one, one-way one street. Yeah, and he probably was, like, really, you know, cemented into his ways. And yeah. uh, I think the communication between coach and player is, is really good right now on that team. That, and, too, yeah he, yeah. he just didn't know English as well. Right, right. So, yeah, 1-1 one, one draw, Southampton leads. Uh, following match... Wolves beat Villa, um, and, you know, not much to say there. 2-1. Uh, following match, I actually was able to watch this game. It was the last game of the day. United against Leicester. Um, you know, a game, the first half was pretty dull. Second half, Ijenacho scores a pretty decent goal, and then Fred equalizes. You know, the more I watch Fred, the more I think, like, man, this guy's really good. You know, He's I mean, pretty good, yeah. I, I feel like... On, on a team like United, you know, obviously he's not really succeeding as much. But, I mean, I think he's one of their better players. And, uh, you know, he, he plays he a defensive be. role very well, but he's pretty technical too, you he know? Can't, well, yeah, no, defensively, he, that's not what you want him for. But, yeah, you want him to kind of transition defense from offense. You want him on the ball and that sort of thing. Um, he's just not used properly at United. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Um, One of their problems, anyway. Yeah, so a draw there. Um, following match, West Ham against Everton. West Ham win 2-1. Another win for West Ham. Uh, Jared Bowen having a great season. Oh, he's back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he was going to be out for the season. No, uh, yeah, he. I guess it wasn't as bad as they thought. And another loss for Everton, who... Man, they looks, it looks like... And then we'll go over their next game, too. I mean, it, they're looking really bad right now. Yeah, uh, relegation? Relegation fight, man. Yeah. Looking uh, like it. No, man. 
Um, next match, though. Spurs beat Newcastle 5-1, a wash. Um, you know, Tottenham just had their way. It's crazy because they got scored on first. And from then on, it's just, they just let it rip. Uh, man, son, you know, just, ri- you know, he's just so good, man. He makes that team tick. Um, but, yeah, uh, following match, this was a big surprise as well. Palace beat Arsenal 3-0. Yeah, um, in the manner and and the way that the Arsenal have been. That's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, I mean, crazy though. Like, Palace, um, they really do have a thing for getting big results against big teams. And this, this season, is one at of least, them. yeah. Um, and yeah, man, something about Vieira too, though, who who loves performing well against his former teams. Yeah, that's that's two teams, right? Yeah, so three nil, and and I think that wraps up the the. Well, no, I think there was games today too. Right. Uh, so we'll get into that. All right. Yeah. So today there was a, a game in the midst of all of, uh, you know, the Champions League hoo ha from teams that probably will never sniff it in their life. <laughs> Everton, well, I don't know. Everton might be going down, so they, we might be seeing another Sunderland there. Fuck. Um, yeah, Burnley beat uh, Everton three to two. If you if you'll believe that one, kind of takes uh, Burnley to twenty four points versus Everton's twenty five. And Burnley has a few games in hand, if I'm not mistaken. They have the same amount of games played. Oh, really? Yeah, twenty nine games each. So they still have two games left to play. Oh, okay. Compared to everybody else, of course. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I I don't know. Yeah, in terms of Everton, I know they missed a lot. Yeah. Due to COVID. So uh, we'll um, we'll get into the preview of this coming week. Uh, Newcastle versus Wolves. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Newcastle have kind of found themselves in a place where they're uh kind of comfortable from relegation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're they're. Uh, Seven points clear. They they had a pretty good start to the year. They got um, smacked by Spurs, but like you know, on their day, like they ha- they can be beat or time a lot of teams. You know that Kieran Trippier loss is. is I think yeah. that's what's really doing them in. Yeah. Ever since he left, they've started to uh, look kind of back to their old selves. <laughs> on as far as like results go. Right, and this is kind of random. Maybe I should bring it up later. I will. I will. But I was gonna talk about Saint Maximin, but I want I'm gonna want to bring it up later because it's a very separate topic. So, separate in, in totality. Oh, we're gonna forget about that, man. All right. So you know Maximin, right? Nice player. I mean, he's he's really a really good player. Maybe not elite yet, but can be possibly. Maybe. Um, but you know how he always wears the Gucci headbands. Ah, yeah. So you know where I'm going now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, why why doesn't Maximin get a Gucci sponsorship? He's been rocking it, you know. And on the like, pitch, anyway. On the pitch, right? And I'm like, man, are we really comparing Grealish to to Maximin <laughs> right now? In, the, in in terms of, yeah, in terms of marketing and all that, yeah, there, there's no comparison, man. Yeah. And None like, at all. But people are trying to turn it into a racism thing. And I was Aww. like, come on, man. They're like, I want to claim racismo on this one. I was like, nah, G. Nah. Two different players, nah, two, two different, different players. Just because you wear it don't mean you got you got a sponsorship. Two, yeah, two different levels of um visibility. You know, that's nah. Nah, I I can't co sign that one. Yeah, but yeah, man. I, I mean I, so a lot of players wear Gucci, right? Not even on the pitch. Well, off the pitch. We never even see uh, Grealish wear Gucci on the pitch. So is this what we're basing endorsements off of? No. No. I mean no. It, it comes down to mark marketability. Um, He's English. He's English. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit of a. 
I guess I'd say like a a fashion icon. You know, one uh, of the biggest teams in the world. If yeah, and, and the, the people call him this this generation's Beckham to an extent in terms of uh, how stylish he can be. Before this, he was uh, Grealish did have a deal with a, a clothing company called Boohoo Man, which is big in England. Yeah, not big yeah, out here, but yeah. it's like it's crazy, you know. Um, and we can talk about the Grealish deal a little bit later, um, but I just wanted to bring that up in terms of Maximin. But my prediction for this game, I I have a draw. A draw. Like a one-one draw. Okay. I think Wolves are the better team, but... Yeah, but they're on the road. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And then uh, Everton versus United. Oh, God. Holy shit. Um, United 2-1. Yeah, I'll give it to United. They have to win this, man. If you're not beating Everton, I mean, everybody's beating Everton. Even Sean Dyche is piping up about Everton. (laughs) We know we can beat these lads. It's a mental (laughs) thing. Oh, fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll take United 2-1. Goals from Sancho and... uh, See. He's been a bit quiet, but yeah, I think he's. It's about time. And and, then, and for Everton, Richarlagod, who scored two, by the way. Oh, did he now? Ah, yeah. Uh, next match though, Arsenal Brighton. That's a tough game. That's a good one. I'll uh, I'll take a draw on that one. I'll take Arsenal one nil. Ooh, fair play, fair play. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll take a one one draw, but I mean, I I'd kind of hope for Arsenal to win, but. Um, they look a little shaky right now. They've had a bad result. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, lo- I would look too much into it. Just a bad day at the office. Just right? a bad day at the office. Right. Uh, next match, Southampton against a team who's had a few bad days at the office, Chelsea. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a take a draw on this, man. I don't trust yeah. Chelsea right now. Same. And Southampton, not a bad team. I'll take a 1-1 draw. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, following match, Watford leads. Um, Good match. Leads. I'll take leads for the uh, three-one win. Okay. I'm a. I'm a have faith like that. that they finally. You know, Jack Harrison's playing a little better. Um, Rodrigo is playing well too, and and Rafinha. I can't forget about him. So yeah, I'll take that three-one. Following match, Villa Spurs. Spurs are, are looking much better now, and, and I think now that they realize how close they are to Arsenal and, and what they have to do to get that fourth place possible, you know, European, uh, you know, participation, I think Tottenham are going to win this. Uh, I'll take a 3-0. Damn. I, yeah, Villa. By a uh, lot. Yeah, I mean, they, they dropped five on Newcastle. Uh, Son and Kane are, are really... You They're know, back on well. their form. Yeah, and uh, Kulisevsky, by the way, I, I think what a pickup, wow. dude! Stupid. What pick a up. fucking pickup, man. Him and him and uh, Luis Diaz, like, wow, the the immediate impact that they've had at top clubs. Yeah, uh, impressive. Uh, so yeah, I'll take a three now. Okay, I'll take a two one. Fair play. And then uh, Sunday, Sunday, fuck the big one. I don't want to speak about it. The big one. Manchester City versus Liverpool. I'm nervous. City's at home. Flies. These two teams play so well against each other. I don't, I don't remember the last time I was bored watching these two. It's a show every time, yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. Nketiah, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Um, at the Etihad. Yeah. Um, so, I know you have a... I know you have a little bit of a horse in this race. Big one, yeah. So, 
do uh am i stupid in asking you who you got <laughs> i mean you know i i try to approach every every game objectively it's very hard to do it in this case <laughs> but i mean you know the table is is a hair margin so it's hard to split the two teams but on the fact that we're at home and on the fact that i think the way liverpool play us and the way we play them it could be anybody's game but i take a slim win for city i'll take a 2-1 uh, last time we went to anfield it was a draw it was a bit of uh it was a little sketchy but you know that's football not no game is perfect but i think city get it done i i think they know what it means they've been there before make no mistake liverpool are, are amazing and uh, they're healthy more importantly and you got klopp guardiola it doesn't get any better man a draw wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to take my team. But, but this could be for all the marbles, man. I think it will. I think it honestly will. Um, a draw would benefit City slightly. Slightly. Very slightly. And a win would be amazing for Liverpool because they'd leapfrog City. And a win for City would, would give them a, a much more breathing room. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, on the basis, I know we're missing Ruben Diaz. That's our biggest miss. But I think with the... Depth we have, I still like us to win. Uh, am I worried? Sure, it's Liverpool, man. They're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, man. Pretty. I, I just want to go. I just want to go against you, man. And nah, say, fair uh, play. Yeah. Liverpool two one. Hey, man. It's very possible. Thing about Liverpool is, um, you know, they're relentless, man. Even when you might be up on them, one counter and Salah, I mean. I yeah, know he hasn't yeah. been gr- that great lately, but I mean, the the goal he scored on his last game uh, in the league, fuck. Yeah, that one. That, that one pissed was crazy. Me off. Yeah, um, but and it's possible that you meet up as well in the Champions League. So it's it's not even it's not even uh, like we, the last time you'll see them for sure for well, the season. Yeah, we're we're gonna meet them for sure in the FA Cup. So that's fucking brilliant. We play that. We're we're gonna play them so many times in this the rest of the season. It's gonna be hell every week like for me um it's like you know it's that one team that i know can beat us and it's not even like oh they shit housed and they beat us no they beat us deservedly you can't say that too much about many teams in the league but liverpool man yeah my my, my respect but i hope we beat that ass though straight up <laughs> respectfully <laughs> yeah respectfully you know <laughs> all right yeah that, that's one that we that we just got to pay attention to and then uh brentford versus west ham same day I'll take West Ham. Fair play. I'll, I'll take a draw on this one. I think Brentford are are a decent team. Uh, they are. They are. Um, I'll take a one-one myself. But yeah, West Ham obviously table right, mind the gap. But I think they've cooled off a bit. What about Le- uh, Leicester versus Crystal Palace? <sighs> Man, I hate Palace so much this year. But god damn it, they play. They get results. Um, Leicester don't. I know they they've been struggling this year, and I've always said this. I I'm not like terribly enamored with uh, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, let's look at this, Mikel Antonio. Man, oh. he's taken. Uh, he's been kind of. No, he hasn't yeah. scored in a while. Yeah, it's crazy. He started so hot. Um, but yeah, in this game, I'll I'll actually take a draw. I'll take a draw. Leicester, Crystal Palace, one-one. Uh, Fair enough. And then Norwich versus Burnley. Wow, that has major. Uh... Implications, M- major uh, relegation implications. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give do it nil nil. Yeah, I, you know, I want Norwich to win, but they haven't shown me anything. And where they are at on the table, 
it's like a lost cause almost. So uh, I'll give it to uh, Burnley, barely, 1-0. Goal from Dwight McNeil. Okay. And that'll get them out of the relegation. Yeah, that'll that'll help them. And they just know how to do it, man. Uh, they, they've been there last season, the season before. They're comfortable there, you know. Um, oh, this is a fixture list. Never mind. For, for Everton, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's it for the Prem. Um, and then there's Champions League next week. Right. Second right. legs. The second legs, man. Um, Starting Tuesday. Real Madrid versus Chelsea. Real Madrid 3-1 up. Right. Um, um, I think Real Madrid sealed the deal. I think um, I think they actually draw the game. Uh and I think because Chelsea are just gonna they're gonna go all out, but I don't think they have enough to climb the hill. And I think uh, Real Madrid are, are gonna focus on a defensive game. I don't think it'll be pretty, but Ancelotti is good at that. He knows he knows how to organize a very uh, well disciplined team. And I know Militao will be out right, but I, I think with Nacho in, it's still not a bad uh, look. And Courtois, I mean, there's no keeper that you can feel safer with. I think he's the best keeper in the world right now. Kurt, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I tell you this because he's in his prime. He's 29, I think, right? But he's know. playing so good. Yeah, he's, yeah. I think he's saved Madrid a lot of points this season. In the last two, three seasons, he's saved Madrid so many points. And he's a traditional keeper, like shot stopper, you know, straight shot stopper. Yeah, his distribution's not that bad. He's not good with his feet, but yeah, yeah, he's, um, yeah. he's just so good right now. And he's in a very great moment. And he yeah. has been for a good while. We mentioned Belgium in the World Cup thing. We didn't mention Courtois, and I, I think I that's a big yeah. fucking. That's a big. It's fucking it's game. big. It's big. But when you look at at teams playing, do you remember that game? It, it was Belgium versus U.S. where Tim Howard had a massive game. Mexico right. against uh, uh, Brazil. Brazil in, yeah. in fourteen. The same the same year, massive game. When your keepers stopping that many shots, what does that tell you? Oh, I know. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You know, but it, like. That's the guy you'd feel safest. safest yeah, no, with. no, he's he's the best right now in the world. Yeah. But yeah, that's my score though. I I think Madrid go through with that two goal difference still. I just it's think, a big difference. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a huge thing to overcome. And you know, away goals mean fuck all now. They're, yeah, they but don't he, but even Chelsea could win two one and still get out. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So, but I think Madrid win two one. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then Bayern versus Villarreal. Villarreal's got that one goal lead. Byron's at home. I think Byron do it two 0 They'll 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 eke it out. And right, I and right. I love I love the idea of Villarreal passing. But um, I'm gonna go with my uh, my head this time. Right. Um, I'm gonna predict um, maybe a more dramatic ending. I think uh, I Byron, I have Byron going through myself. I think uh, Byron win the game two one. Go to penalties because obviously. Oh, yeah, I'll have have a, a goal advantage, mm-hmm. and I think uh, ultimately Byron win it in, in oh. penalties. Um, but look, yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I love. I love underdog stories. I'm not like completely enamored with it as much as other people. But that would be a, a really cool moment for Unai Emery, who I feel like a lot of times has been on the wrong end of of criticism and stuff, and especially when he was at Arsenal. But yeah, it would be cool, man. And and I'm not a Byron guy, you you know that. But yeah, I, I just think sure. that like the lineup they have is too good to not be Villarreal. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. That's actually a pretty good prediction. It's a, it's a close leg, man. Much closer than I thought, at least. Yeah, of yeah. course. And then Liverpool versus Benfica. Liverpool at home have the 3-1 goal advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't really see a future where Liverpool bottle this one. 
No, I, I don't think it's possible. I think, again, like, the, the scoreline they have sets them up very well. And, um, you know, it's just really hard to imagine. Uh, so I have, yeah, Liverpool winning 2-1. Uh, you know, aggregate would be, what, 5-2. yeah. So it's yeah, it's not even a question. I think Liverpool win easily. Okay. And then uh, finally to wrap things up, and this might be the closest one, Atletico with cities. Atletico's at home. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you have a horse in that in that one. So, what's what's your idea? I I think uh, City go through and they tie the game, one okay. one one one. And you know that's I, enough to see you out. Yeah, yeah, enough to see us out. I don't. I think uh, Atletico have one of the least amount of goals allowed in the tournament. And I, and I don't know about in, in Spain, I think they've been getting scored on much more than recent years. But yeah. in Champions League, they're a tough team to score on. And yeah, I think City will score. I think Atletico might score on a set piece or counter. But ultimately, City are going to generate more. I know it's at the Wanda, but, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is going to put his wand up, <laughs> something up. And I think, yeah, it'll be a good game, but City go through. Nice. Yes, sir. Okay, so we have our semifinalists. Or so we think. That's what we believe, but <laughs> as football, this pod will football. prove, we're not always right. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anything else? Well, you wanted to talk about the, the Jack Grealish thing? Uh, I mean, I, really, it was mostly that the Maximine thing. But I, I did want to say it was pretty significant. I know it's like, um, <clears throat> it's a bit of a superficial thing. It's a it's a seven figure deal that he's signing with Gucci. I don't know for how long, but this is the first time That's we've ever for seen like that. Three pieces of their clothes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but you know, obviously, like now that I I look at it, the way that fashion brands are are seeping into football, it, it's nothing I, I've ever seen before. I think the the first major stepping stone was when Jordan, uh, collabed with PSG and. Now we're seeing higher fashion brands um, like Gucci, you know, do stuff like this. It's pretty interesting. Oh, like Dior with uh, Jordan and yeah, yeah, Off White, I guess. Off White, and I think that uh, you know, you know, fashion brands like that are privy to the fact that soccer players are very athletes. Got the bread. And they got, and they got the exposure. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's pretty crazy, you know. And um, it just it just gives uh, players another avenue to get that kind of revenue, and um, it's pretty cool. I just don't know where you get off saying that uh, uh, Grealish is more saucy than Benzema, man. I think, and you know, this is where I think Benzema has deserved this deal way before Grealish. And I'm going to be honest in that regard. But uh, like I'm saying, fashion brands are only privy to it now. If they, mm-hmm. if fashion brands were able to get a Benzema at age 25, I think they sign him for a Or a Depay. Or even like, not it doesn't even have to be just Gucci, Balenciaga, right. you know, all these brands. So, Well, uh, Balenciaga has a soccer cleat. Which is apparently very bad quality. I've, I've seen it, yeah. It looks very, like, it looks, simple. It looks like uh, something that they had when my dad was playing. Yeah, in, in the, you know, 80s, <laughs> 70s. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very ugly. Right, right. But, yeah, it was pretty interesting to see that. I wonder how many more of those kind of deals we will see in the future. Um, probably probably a few more. We're going to see a yeah. lot more. Um, yeah. but um, Or, like, collabs with, you know, soccer shoes. Like a, well, we're, yeah. we're probably going to see a Givenchy, like... Adidas Predator or something like that, which is gonna be and even outrageous. like in um in Madrid's thing with they had the white three jersey they did but yeah yeah well white three is like a offshoot it's of Adidas Adidas yeah, yeah yeah but you know still like street fashion streetwear 
so yeah man it's pretty crazy to see that and i I like fashion myself to really be into fashion though and and apply it to yourself you have to have bread so obviously i'm not in it like that but i I do like follow it and i'm like man that's crazy yeah never i never it it is it's notable yeah it's notable for sure um anything else we gotta talk about um nah man no one got arrested for beating their girlfriend or fucking chickens or anything like that thankfully that's that's been abrupt and and kind of come to an end but Oh, but but Greenwood Greenwood was released on bail, wasn't he? I did hear about that. There was people that were happy that he was out. Yeah, they were like. I think there was him. like a thirty-one percent survey or something of United fans that. Yeah. Wouldn't man. mind seeing him play again. Something like that. I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, put that in concrete. But I, I hate to say Greenwood it, was released. Yeah. When he was on the pitch, he was a fun player to watch. He was like straight up. I know. I know. Now we're gonna take into account the off the field issues. And it's terrible, and I don't think he deserves a spot on the team anymore. But, you know, taking all that out of context, on the pitch, he was a fun player to watch, and it's a shame. He made bad decisions, and he has to pay for him now. So, I think those are beyond bad decisions, man. Oh, of course, of course. It's <laughs> yeah. egregious. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Um, a terrible decision. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Two guys, two mics, two pints. Mm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, and I just wanted to bring this up because it's fresh off the press. Ten Hog. Possibly linked to United. Oh, yeah. It's almost signed, sealed, and delivered, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think um, I think for any manager to survive United, you need to have backing. You need to have patience. And you need to have an idea that the football that you're going to be playing isn't going to be instantly gratuitous. So you're not, you're not going to get results right away but the the benefit that he'll have is he'll have a full summer and he'll even have a break uh for the world cup to work with his team even though a lot of those guys are world cup bound but uh i mean if it's 10 hog great i i i think united needs something like that versus a pochettino who's a little more of the same of what they've had right um so we'll see we'll see maybe uh maybe that's what's needed to compete with the you know, Liverpool's, Manchester City's of the world, you know, um, it's, I think it's a refreshing uh, new start. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think if they, if they do get them, because it's still preliminary, they have to give them full control of the reins. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know how possible that is. You can't expect, the, the, the problem with a team, if you want, if you have sporting ambition, you don't let the businessmen make the decisions. You You have a, you let the football brains take control, and uh, I think United have let too many of the businessmen make the decisions and have too much of an opinion over the sporting side of things. And uh, you know, if you're looking for success in one way, you can't expect success in the other. It's it just doesn't. It's not correlated. It, yeah, and that's my biggest fear. Uh, not that I fear this because I don't care for United like that, but if they don't allow Ten Hag to cook that way and to to have an idea of what players he wants to go for and invest in and, and for him to change the lineage from the U14s and up, it's a wasted signing. If they're not going to allow him that, just go for Pochettino. Well, yeah. I mean, if you go for a manager hoping that whoever he signs is going to sell shirts, that's, you, you, that's already, you have the wrong idea. You yeah. Don't, 100%. Maybe, maybe that could be a plus, but if you get a player, I don't know. He's coaching Let, Ajax. Let's say, let's say he brings Anthony. Let's say Anthony, yeah, right. He's not going to sell shirts, okay, but he's going to produce on the field. Fine, get him. And he can sell shirts maybe two, three years into his contract if mm-hmm. if, if United become well, a team. Well, let's say he's a world beater right away. 
like uh, Martial was. You know, kids are going to get his shirt the next season. Yeah. They're going to want his shirt. All it takes is a few months, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Play good for one season. Uh, how many people have Fernandez shirts? You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's a cycle. And it, I've always thought this in sports. And boxing is like one of those sports where, well, who have you beat? Just beat the best guy. Just keep beating him. Don't don't expect the big money. Yeah. And that's what United have been doing. They, they've just been trying to make business decisions, decisions instead of sporting. Yeah. Same with Lakers, goddammit. Oh, man. Fucking Don't get me started on them. <laughs> no, yeah, that's no. pretty much... Yeah, I mean, that was the last thing I remembered, and I wanted to mention it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, we covered a lot this pod. Yeah. It's a loaded pod because we missed a week, but glad to be back, man. Yeah. We're good. Yes, sir. All right, man. Episode number 88. Uh, We'll be back next week for 89. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.